podcast. Uh, I'm Laura Jane Parker. And I'm Eleanor Parker. And we are here watching every episode of Anime Beal through 2018 Eyes. I feel like I've been saying that intro the other way round. Yes, like, you have. I don't know why. It's yeah. like I had a mental block. <laughs> uh, anyway. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, all the words came out in somewhat of an order. Just, it makes sense. sense. Yeah, just we're all doing the Shuffle same it. shit, alright? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're here. Yeah, we're here, and, and uh, we're ready to bygones it. Ready to bygones it. Yeah, and and this episode is an interesting one. Yeah, it is. So we're on season one, episode twenty, the inmates. Yeah. And it's a very notable episode because it's a crossover with David E. Kelly's other show, or one of his other shows, The Practice. Yes, and The Practice was airing roughly around the same time as Ali McBeal. Yeah. And yeah. I believe the purpose of doing this, this crossover episode, well they did two actually, they did this one where people from The Practice came onto the Animate Beale show but then yeah. they also continued the storyline of this show into an episode of The Practice where yes. the Animate Beale actors were on there and I believe the purpose was to try and sort of cross-pollinate the audiences of the two shows because mm. some of the people that watched Ali wasn't, weren't watching The Practice and vice versa. Yeah, The versa. Practice wasn't getting as good a rating yeah. as Ali. So I think, I believe, um, I'm sure people will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe when this originally aired, it aired, and then The Practice episode that continued this storyline aired straight after. So it was uh, the so idea people that people would continue. Go straight and to The Practice. And if it wasn't exactly straight after, I believe it was like within the same Pretty week close, or something. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was the idea behind it. So yeah. I think part of what we'll look at when we review this episode is how successful we think yes. it was. Because yeah. obviously we'd be coming at it from... Ali McBeal Ali McBeal fans. fandom yeah. and being like, huh, what do we think of this new The Practice show? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, Eleanor, but did you... I, I've never watched any of The Practice. Never watched any of it. But from what I've heard... It is a completely different tone yeah. to Ali McBeal, so it's in. It's much uh, it, more it's, of a drama than a comedy. Yeah, and yeah. it just it it seems a bit of an odd decision to throw these two tonally different shows together. Well, I mean, they are similar in that they're both about law firms in Boston, so yeah, it makes sense that the worlds were. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like if you're in, if you like watching out you're if you're watching Ali McBeal, you're not watching for the law bits. <laughs> like, it's more I mean, the fun, the comedy, like... It did you know make I mean? me want to go and practice, <laughs> like, take law. As that's a... because they made it look so fun. Yeah, Like, true, that's, true. that's the whole point. Yeah. And, like, so the idea that if you're into Ali McBeal, then you would be into, like, all the law shows that David E. Kelly, like... Because he did loads. He did loads. Yeah. Well, I mean, he trained as a lawyer. Yeah. Like, so he was like, I'm going to so, stick with what yeah, I know. Exactly. He very much did that. Which, you know, and, and was very <laughs> made a very successful career well, yeah. out of it. So um, I don't know if you remember as well, because it's interesting um, to think back to when we first watched this. Hmm. Because I don't know if the practice was airing on UK TV at this time. I don't think it was. I certainly wasn't aware of it and never no. went on to find it. So I'm trying to remember what I thought when I saw this episode for the first time because obviously it was like, obvious that it was a 
doing it was like there were these random characters that we'd never seen or yeah before. and never would never see again and they'd never see again yeah and i don't know if i was aware that it was a crossover episode i don't think i was i don't think i understood the concept of crossover episodes <laughs> i was just kind point. of like well this is weird yeah there's some <laughs> i mean we'll talk about it as we go through this yeah. episode but they they very clearly like throw everything into this episode yes. to like play up the yes. kookiness of ali yes. versus as in Ali would be on the show versus the practice guys that come yeah, in. Yeah. And it feels odd yeah. if you've been watching it. And I think particularly if you've got no concept of got the no ref- like or the idea that this yeah. is a crossover episode, I guess it, it was it kind of weird jarring. for us yeah. as, a, as a UK audience being like, what is this about now? I like don't what understand. why <laughs> yeah. these these Well these guys. <laughs> yeah, these guys seem to have some kind of meaning that we don't know. Like are we missing something? Yeah. yeah. Like we clearly were missing something. Yeah. Because so. I imagine in the US it would have been heavily promoted yes, as a crossover exactly. episode so the audience were aware of and what I, they were going exactly. into. Exactly. And I don't we think didn't the UK that. audience got no. that. No, no. So that's okay. interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the image mates first aired 27th of april 98 so there's been a, a big gap oh, okay. because the the last episode aired 6th of april oh, okay. so again weird random gap between yeah. episodes yeah. we interrupt this program for eleanor's cultural stuff brought to you by the 90s the decade more problematic than it looks is still and it's in its sixth week Woo-hoo! of It's Like That by uh, Run DMC versus And that's the way it is. <laughs> Check this out. It, it, everyone was checking out Eleanor for six weeks. They couldn't get enough of checking. Could not get enough They were like, let it. me check that again. <laughs> it was a big hit. It was huge. It was yeah. huge. So, bit of, okay, I'm going to for this. This is sad news. I feel like we need some sad music like... <laughs> 17th of April, Linda McCartney died. Oh no. At 56. I remember that. Cancer. 56, that's yeah. so young. I didn't I didn't remember. I don't think I had any concept of anything. Like, I remember her dying. All I really knew of her, she was married to Paul and uh she really into vegetarianism <laughs> like I knew she had like her yeah. ready meals I was aware of those no, but I don't, I don't think, think I, I was aware at the time um how uh young she was because like yeah. I imagine probably at that time I was like 56 that ancient. seems like yeah. ancient <laughs> whereas now I'm like 56 He's so young fuck yeah yeah oh sad yeah but then to lift us up a little bit <laughs> yeah 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 pet, pet, pet. I mean, not not <laughs> It's 20... Pick it back up. Pick it back up. <laughs> 20... Don't leave me like this. 24th of April, Sliding Doors was released in the oh, USA. I really like that. Um, I like Sliding movie. Doors. Yeah. I like Sliding Doors. I still, to this Very day, fun. have moments where I'm like, this is a Sliding Doors moment. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, like, I wonder what would have happened if, if I... I'd... Just missed the bus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Got the bus. Or exactly. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. You're like, oh. Yeah, no. It's ah. uh, a great rom com. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, is it a comic? Is it? Yeah, it's a rom com. it a rom com? Yeah. Yeah. It's got John Hammer in it. He's funny. It also has a lot of tragedy in it. <laughs> so, tragedy is the comedy of life. Is that a thing? <laughs> I mean, if you don't laugh, you, you cry. You can't have comedy without tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, exactly. They go hand in hand. They do. Okay, so 
That's the end of that. Okay. Should we dive into the inmates? There is a lot to go through. Yeah. So, first off, we're in the office late at night. Yeah. Um, Georgia and Ali are working late. And they're eating Chinese food. Are they? I miss that. I never miss food that. Food watch. <laughs> you are on it. <laughs> so they eat, they're eating Chinese food out of their Chinese food containers. And the first thing Sally says in this episode is, gay. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. I know it was the 90s. Let's go, girls. But they have a very interesting take on gay. homosexuality in this uh, series. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, George's, uh, it transpires, they're talking about a case that they're working on, and apparently, um, someone was pretending to be gay. A man was pretending to be gay, and George's like, Yeah, Richard's brought this case in. Um, and then and Annie says, like, Why would a man pretend, pretend to be gay? gay? Like, who would do that? And I was like, On the one hand, I was like, that's a problematic statement. Like, yeah, why, like, what's wrong with being gay? Yeah, because but that's the thing, is the insinuation is that... Why would why a man would ever want, want to pretend to, yeah, to be this yeah, hideous yeah, thing, exactly. which is being gay? But on the other hand, I can understand, in the context of the 90s, being gay was not uh, a desirable thing to do because no. of the just shit you got for it. Yeah. So I guess there's well, that I mean, angle, yeah. which is like, why would you pretend and, and willingly put yourself, put in, yourself that in that position in a position so where you can be targeted i had a bit yeah. of a what the fuck moment but then i thought about it and i was like uh, it's a bit yeah. of both isn't it yeah okay anyway george is laughing at that and then yeah. billy comes in and he is like very serious he's like i've heard from marie hansen her husband's dead she's under arrest we've got to go to the scene and annie's like Huh? What? what do you mean the scene? Like the crime scene? And Billy's like, yeah, and like, yes. There's a dead guy there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but Annie's like horrified at the idea of going to a crime scene. Like, I am dead not guy. going anywhere where somebody's dead. Yeah, and Billy's like, look, it's a homicide. And George is just shaking her head, like, I don't want to go either. Yeah. Um, and Annie's like, look, everyone knows that I have a thing about dead people. You go with him, Georgia. He's your husband. And then Georgia goes, oh, now he's my husband. <laughs> it's a great line. I thought was very it's funny. Very funny. And then. Billy's like, it's a wealthy client, we've, we've got, got to, to go. go. So yeah. Marie is this is a client, client. of theirs, existing client of theirs. Yeah. Um, so Annie and Georgia just look like school kids who've been told to do their homework. Like, they're really <laughs> not into going with Billy. But Billy seems like super excited about yeah, super having, having a homicide case <laughs> right off the bat. Um, so, so then we cut to Georgia, Billy and Ali. They all get out of a car at yeah, the crime scene. It's clearly a crime scene because yeah. there's like lights flashing. Two lights flashing. And, but it, contrary to the last time we've seen lights flashing, which I think was in Boy to the World, where yes, they've been in I think it police been. type situations, yeah. um, this is very clearly a nice neighbourhood. Yes, yeah, because they're very like manicured nice lawns, yeah. lovely big houses. Yeah, so it's the client's home and they go in and there's, there's a, a lot man, of blood. There's a man measuring a bloody handprint on the wall. <laughs> yes. Like there's loads of people in like like those plastic Forensic. suits, like yeah, searching yeah. stuff. And then you see like 
the corpse, I guess, sticking out from behind a sofa, like yeah, you see his legs. legs. Yeah. Um, and then there's a man taking a bloody axe, like in a baggy, like yeah, uh, yeah, an yeah. evidence bag, yeah. out as Billy, Ali, and Georgia enter yes. the house. So and, and they, Ali's like, mm. yeah, Ali. <laughs> so Ali is uh, like, I guess, really not enjoying this. Like she's the last she to come is, in, like, isn't she? She's so scared. Really the whole jumpy. Thing. Yeah. So so yeah. So they come in and and the detective kind of greets them at the door and Billy's like where is she is she in custody and the detective's like she's in the kitchen she doesn't remember anything and Billy's like she's represented so no more talking to her <laughs> I'd like to see her please like he's very like business like in, in his like he's fucking loving this like yeah, I just he's, he's having the best time he's just like finally proper this lawyering it's <laughs> what I've been primed for I've dreamt of like it I am like here for this giving like, him life like yeah. this murder scene. He's all very business-like. Whereas Annie and Georgia are like peering around to like the scene and scared of what they might see. They're kind of half transfixed, half disgusted. Disgusted what's and going horrified, on. yeah. Um and Annie's like going, Oh my god, he's even more dead than I thought. That's, That's the, the most, most dead, dead person I've, I've ever seen. seen. <laughs> and Billy's like, for God's sake, you two like wait here. Um, I'll see Mrs. Hansen. And at that moment, Mrs. Hansen comes around the, the corner place. and she's wearing like se- sexy night clothes. Satin but they're like pajamas. They're like blood spatters. Yeah, yeah. So Annie like gasps she's and like, grabs Daddy. Billy and goes, There's the killer! <laughs> She's like hiding behind Billy, like, there's a killer. Oh my god, oh my god. And, and Billy's like, client, Ali, client. <laughs> she's client. And she's like, right, but then she doesn't let go of Billy yeah. at all. Um, and Billy goes over to Marie, and I probably at this point we should point out that Marie's played by an actress called Donna Murphy, who then I didn't recognise some of the other parts she's done, but she did go on to voice Mother Gothel in Tangled. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, Love so. It. That's that. Um, so she, but other than that, it's been quite bit party. So yeah. she's not. Oh done no, but I love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the song? What's her oh, song? Oh god, I can't remember. Mother knows best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very good. So yeah, so uh, they <laughs> they go into yes, Mrs. Hanson <laughs> and Billy's like introducing himself, don't say anything, like giving a briefing, like don't say anything. I'll meet you at the police station, you know. And then the paramedics. Uh, whilst this is happening, kind of like, excuse me, because they've got a gurney with the body on, oh, and they're God, trying to yeah. leave the house, and Annie and Georgia, like, gasp and jump out the way. Like, <laughs> Georgia's like, Ooh! like yeah. moves out of the way, whereas Annie, like, literally is like, down. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> like, falls down. And she falls down because of her shoes. Um, and then when she gets up, she looks at her hand, and she's like, I've got blood on me. I'm, I'm a suspect. suspect. And then she just goes, bye, and, like, faints on the floor. <laughs> And then we're in titles. (laughs) So Ali is not cut out for this (laughs) at all. This is not what she is made for, no. And to be honest, I empathise a lot with her because I have a similar, like, fear of dead bodies. Like, I find the whole thing creepy and it grosses me out and, like, murder grosses me out and blood grosses me out. And, like, I remember when I was doing my law degree, I, we had, you have to do a criminal law module um, in your first year. And although I found, like, it's interesting yeah. um, from just like, it's just fascinating. I find yeah. people, like what makes people do what they do yeah. uh, fascinating, which is part of the reason why I want to do law. But 
I was just like, I couldn't, how could I ever meet these people? Like, with the violent crimes. I was yeah. like, I just can't. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. I, I certainly, not from a lawyer perspective either, I wouldn't want to meet those people. Maybe from, like, a... Crim, like I don't know, like a criminal psychologist, like point of no, view. No, oh be god, interested. I'd be freaked out. No, I, I, out. I, that stuff I find fascinating. Yeah, I'm like, happy for someone else to do it, and me to listen to like the podcast. <laughs> but like, I can't. And to go to, a, I could never go to a crime scene. I'm no, I'm not sure. I, I could be that. I can't even it. watch an no. episode of like ER or whatever, like or Casualty or like all the see, blood I'm, is like. Yeah, horrible. see, I'm not too squeamish in that way uh, when I did like nursing like oh, I yeah. saw stuff yeah I saw some things and so I'm not squeamish in that way I really am but um the worst person to have around in a crisis but yeah an actual <laughs> crime scene where someone's laying like especially a crime scene like that like where someone's been gruesomely murdered <laughs> yeah I'm not sure I'd ever want to see that no, no and you know i just i'm just not tight enough yeah i think i'd have to remain yeah. slightly detached from so, that element although yeah. i don't think i'd be as over the top as ali, ali is about it yeah my inner monologue probably would be do you know Freaking what i mean out. Like, yeah so i really empathize with her in this episode <laughs> so yeah after titles we are back in the office in the unisex and ali is in a stall well well, John no. is talking <laughs> to <laughs> a stall door as though Ali is in there. So at the mo- at this point in time, we assume Ali is in the stall, and he's going, you know, don't. He's like giving her a pep talk it's and trying to make her sweet. feel better. Yeah, it's he's very like, sweet. don't be embarrassed. You know, crime scenes are shocking. It's, it's your, your first, first homicide. homicide. You know, and he says, I sometimes get vasovagal, and I was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I also have vasovagal responses to things. Vasovagal response. That's when you faint. do faint. Yeah. Yeah. See, I get. That that weird laughing if I laugh too hard oh like that yeah, yeah yeah if I laugh too hard I can feel really faint oh right have you ever fainted I've though? never actually right. fainted but I was at work one time listening to a podcast and it was making me laugh so much and it was in that situation <laughs> where it's like you can't just be like <laughs> at your desk so I was trying not to laugh but laughing and like the pressure of doing that I nearly fainted. That's the closest I've ever come to fainting. I was like, holy shit, I have to stop this podcast. I have to calm down. Otherwise, I'm just going to faint. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's like dangerous. I know. So I, know. I get it. I've never got it from laughing, but I get it from cramp. Like, say, for my IBS cramps. Oh, right, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. What, That's what causes mine. Yeah. Uh, like, so if I get a certain stomach muscle cramp in a certain way, I can faint. You can so faint, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I was just, but I was just pleased to be like, oh, I get that too. Um, <laughs> but for John, it's triggered by chickens. <laughs> interesting <laughs> but then whilst he's doing this little speech and like trying to make her feel better Ali comes in yeah. behind John <laughs> she's like hey John he's like hey and then he's just like wait a minute yeah he's like hang on like with, he just sort of puts his hand up like what and then and then he realises that there is someone in the store but it's Elaine and she's like Elaine and she's like yes and he's like unacceptable <laughs> and then he leaves and then um, yeah Ali's just looking in the mirror <laughs> 
so then we're in a new scene and uh, Billy, Richard and Georgia are walking through the office and they're talking about the, the case. homicide case, yeah. Um, so Richard's asking about it because obviously he wasn't there last night no. and he's like, oh, so it was with an axe. Um, and Georgia's like, oh my God, I just couldn't sleep. Like, yeah. I feel really like upset about Traumatized it. Traumatised um, And yeah. Richard's like, well, did she do it? And Billy's like, well, she, she can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> and Richard goes, she killed her husband. Slips her mind. It, it happens. happens. Any evidence? <laughs> And Billy's like, there's prints on the weapon, there's blood well, on her clothes. It doesn't it, look it good. It does not no. look good. And John kind of pops up as they walk past, um, and he says, well, he's recognising that this case is something that they're not specialised in, and not capable ever really of done. doing. Yeah. yeah. And he's saying it's over our heads. And Billy's all like, why? <laughs> and John's like, "It's and also it's really high profile, yes. so you know, if they do fuck it up, it's going to be massive, um, like really bad PR for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Richard's like, um, she did it, we win, we're heroes. We lose, she goes to jail. Just as it served, win-win. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so Richard and Billy are like, we should just do it. Yes. Whereas Georgia then agrees with John and says, you know, it's not our strength. We should definitely refer this out. Mm. Um, and Billy's like, no, we don't need to refer it out. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then Elaine comes but up. she just pops up behind, like, Richard and Billy, like, in, just like, completely separate from the conversation like apropos of nothing like, oh. yeah and goes did you know that chickens make John faint it's like this is this is not not this has got anything to do with anything and then John does his like smile therapy smile because everyone's looking at him well, but, so I know that Ali is quirky and it's a quirky show and that's part of what we love about it mm. but it does feel like and this is probably the first moment in the episode where I realised that I was like oh they are literally putting everything Cranking in up, to yeah. like to to, to, to sort of show what they could do to the practice audience who might not have seen it before. Yes. And, but for, for a regular viewer, it just starts to get a bit like, God, this is a bit much. You're like, calm down. Really? You know, like, I, know you can, I know these are all funny jokes that you do, but you don't need to have them all in one episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, because it, it was just so like out of kilter with the rest of the yes. conversation. Yes. And I was like, oh, so they've managed to get Elaine making a stupid comment and John smiling. Yes, like, yes. Okay, yes. fine. Um, so it's almost like bingo of all yes. the things. Yeah, Ali... you can do an Ali McBeal yeah. bingo, yeah. Um, so we've got John Smile in there. <laughs> um, so then we've got a new scene and we're at the court and the, the clerk is sort of introducing the case like Commonwealth versus Marie Hansen. And anyway, Billy um, interrupts and he goes, we want to waive the reading, plead not guilty. And the opposing counsel says we'd be opposing bail. Um, and so Billy sort of launches into his... Uh, introduction I suppose by saying you know she's got no criminal record this is the first charge she's ever had and the judge goes it's quite a debut then and Billy goes she has ties to the community there'd be no risk and the the um, DA is like oh yeah, yeah they really love to have her back maybe they'll chip in by her new hatchet yeah. um, and Billy's like we would post a substantial bond and the judge is like no bail um, she needs a psychiatric exam to determine competency and the police will take custody of the hatchet and on Tuesday we'll sh set schedules and we're adjourned. So mm. it was quite sort of business-like, yes. um, in-out sort of thing. Then we're at the office and um, Richard and Georgia are meeting a lawyer about a different case that they've got on this week. Yeah. And it's the case that Ali and uh, Georgia were discussing at the very beginning of the episode yeah, before, before we Billy got... like rushed in with his Three homicide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is much more their wheelhouse. Yes. <laughs> So, um, so the lawyer is saying, their opposing counsel is saying, you can't fire somebody because of their sexual orientation. Yes. And Richard's like, well, of course you can. Your client said he was gay and he's not and he got fired. See, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> 
Richard, no. Um, so and so the, the lawyer was saying, so you're admitting he was fired because he was straight and you're going to say it to a judge in open court. And Richard was like, we caught your client at a hockey game. How gay can he be? Oh, just, oh my and God. yeah, I had like a, like a sad face at that moment. I'm just like, yeah. oh, Richard, shut up. Yeah. And I know it's the 90s. Say my name, say my name. Yeah, no, shut up. No. <laughs> um, so, and then the opposing house says, and that's your argument. And Richard says, a French bistro needs somebody fay to move creme brulee. And he, again, he doesn't say it properly. And I just can't, uh, at this point, I'm like, because the first couple of times he's mispronounced things in other episodes, it's been like touche. Touche. And um, he's, he's got form in terms of mispronouncing words. Yes. And I'm like, at what point, because originally when he said touche, I think that was the first instance we got of it, um, I was like, is that just the actor that can't pronounce it properly? Yeah. As in Greg German? Or is it that they've written it that yeah. Richard just mispronounces his names? And now that he's said creme brulee, I'm like, is that how Americans say it? I no, don't think no, it's so. not. It's, so I'm thinking this is an actual character yeah. thing because it's. I think it's adding to that thing of like he thinks he's he thinks he's educated yeah. and he isn't. Yeah, like he thinks he's knowledgeable and he isn't. Because now this happened like more than once. Mm. I'm like, okay, this is on purpose rather than it being the actor just yeah. mispronouncing stuff. Yeah, sorry, Greg, for <laughs> uh, you were silly. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Yeah, he says, a French bistro needs somebody fay to move creme brulee. And You've got a business to run, and Georgia, like, takes a moment. <laughs> yeah, Georgia <laughs> takes a moment. And, um, and Richard's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Really doesn't see what... So this kind of s- sets the tone of how they're arguing this case, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, in a sem- semi-problematic, well, very problematic way yeah well certainly from richard's side i think um, georgia's struggling with it georgia is struggling with it she does manage to make an argument but it's not based on the stuff richard is saying no but that comes a bit later yeah okay so next scene we're in jail well we're not in jail (laughs) billy and ali billy and ali have uh, gone to see marie hansen in jail and basically Marie's describing what she remembers and she says that she suffers from blackouts and she does present herself to be very shocked and upset like she doesn't appear to be someone that you know she seems really traumatized by the entire thing yeah she doesn't appear to be someone that has planned this or anything really well the whole time Billy is kind of talking to her but Ali is kind of behind him with her mouth at the same level as his kind of shoulder of his jacket (laughs) and midway through this conversation she starts mouthing biting biting Billy's like shoulder pad (laughs) yeah like she's like like, chewing it's so weird it's like yeah it's like something a baby does like mouthing because it's teething or something yeah and so basically Marie explains that she just remembers going to bed and when she woke up she was outside and this policeman brought her back in and there her husband was dead yes and Billy's like Oh, or was he with you when you went to bed? And she was like, no, I guess he came home after. I suffer from blackouts. I could have blacked out. And, and then she's thinking about it. She's like, but God, like, Jesus Christ, how has yes. it happened? How can I have done this? Yeah. Um, and Billy's like, have you ever been treated for this? And she says, yes, I've got a psychiatrist and I'm on medication. Yeah. And then Billy's going, was anybody else in the house? And 
Ali's like chewing so like, yeah, after yeah, every yeah, question. Yeah. Like nobody else lived there. And Marie goes, no. And then Billy just looks at Ali and her eyes are like, huh? What? <laughs> um, and then she's like, sorry. And then she like wipes his jacket down. Like drool. Yeah. But she still sort of stays behind him because she's yeah. like looking at Terrified. hearing it her behind Billy's shoulder. Um, and then she says, uh, uh, then sorry, Billy says, is there anything else? Would anybody else want to harm him? And she's like, sobbing and she's like and I she's... must have killed him I don't remember doing it but I do remember swinging the hatchet and that and, and that, Ali's, Ali's like, like, <gasps> <gasps> like tries to cough, cover her gasp with like this coughing fit and then she puts her mouth back on Billy's shoulder to like <laughs> shut herself up I find it so funny when she's doing that sort of mouthing thing. It's like, it's so, like, I don't believe like, anyone would do that in that professional well, setting, think, but I just find it hilarious. It's almost like kind the of, equivalent of if you're watching a scary film, going behind the sofa and, like, yes, watching from yeah, behind the sofa. But it's the weird mouthing thing that really is funny. I mean, and it's like, it's like she's, like, reverted back to being a child. Yeah. And is, like... Terrible. Like self, like sort of self soothing. Yeah. Like she's just like um, 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 <laughs> Billy's shoulder because like, she literally she doesn't do know what else to do. If she worked at a law firm where she didn't have her like childhood boyfriend <laughs> with her, <laughs> and like it was just like a regular colleague, like she wouldn't like bite their shoulder. It's, I like, think weird. she'd immediately find someone who she could use in that way. <laughs> like, oh dear. <laughs> um, okay, so then we're. In in the courthouse and um, Renee and Georgia are obviously like between engagements at the court yes. they're like just talking in the hallway and when they're talking and Renee um, asks Georgia oh can you do me a favour and move off a little and Georgia's like why and Renee's like there's a guy over there who wants to ask me out and Georgia's like um, and they look over and there's like a group of like five guys like yes, in yeah. suits obviously lawyers of some description and, and Georgia's like oh the good looking ones you know him and Renee's like I've never seen him before and Georgia's like and you think he's just gonna come over here and ask you out and Renee like bets ten bucks yeah, that he like, will yeah, and, and so they shake on it and then Renee just throws her like folder suitcase like bag thing. bag thing on the floor so loud that it makes a big thump and he notices yeah and then Renee just beckons him with her finger yeah and he kind of points at, him, at himself like who me like and and then he says oh one second I'll and then he comes to his friends that he's talking to and then yeah. he comes over and picks it up and as he picks it up and has it to her Renee says do you want to ask me out and he's like Sure. And then she just gives him her card and says, call me. And he's like, I will. And then he leaves. And George is like, that's, that's kind of not, not fair. fair. <laughs> <laughs> and Renee's like, and then just yeah, she just walks off <laughs> smugly, like, oh, whatever. It's like, you owe me 10 bucks. <laughs> I like her moxie, I have to say. I don't think I'd be that ballsy, but no, I no, applaud but her for yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so then we're back in the office, and Richard, Billy, and John are discussing the case, and Richard is now saying, I think it's over. Yeah, he's changed his mind, and he wants to refer the homicide case, yeah. and Billy is dead set against yeah, it. Yeah, uh, Richard's like, think of the publicity, and Billy's like, you like publicity. <laughs> and he's like, look, I don't mind losing, but high profile losing, not good. Let's so we farm it and get refer the it out yeah. and we'll still get the fee. Yeah. yeah. 
and Billy's like, I can do this. And Richard's like, yeah, I was with you. But the more I thought about it, in the long run, crime doesn't pay. At least not for the lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's farm the case and take the fee. And Billy just kind of storms off annoyed. Yeah, he's angry. So he asks, then Richard turns to John and says, who's the big hitter in town on murder, John? And then you see John like being like, He's like, hmm. Then there's this big swipe cut to the other side of town. Yeah. <laughs> um, and John and Richard are, I guess, entering the what practice we... Offices? Yeah, there is, must be yeah. the offices of the practice. We've not seen it, so I don't know. But I imagine no. any fans of the practice watching would be like, be finally, like, oh, we're on we are. our territory. <laughs> um, and it's got this real... This whole scene has this real, like, fish out of water vibe. Because well, yeah, because they're, they've gone from Literal there. Literal fish out yeah, of water. Yeah, so they've gone from their nice swish, you know, Fun modern office offices into, yeah. like, quite a sparse, like, kind of run-down, like, basic office yeah like everything there is just practical shelves and you know like few computers and things like it's just not nowhere near as as well set up as as john and and cajun fish yeah um and it's you can imagine it they're definitely trying to attract or take cases from a different type of clientele like yeah they clearly deal with different kinds of people yeah Yeah. um so anyway Richard comes in and goes what an awful place are they themselves criminals (laughs) (laughs) and um in the office we've got um and they don't introduce this in the show they don't but I looked it up because I wanted to know who I was talking about so um see I just got lawyer (laughs) Eugene from the the practice is the character's name is Eugene played by Steve Harris and then there's a character Rebecca who's played by Lisa Gay Hamilton who the practice viewers would probably recognise and Rebecca turns to them and says oh can I help you and Richard's like oh yeah <laughs> Richard Fish we called client husband hatchet bygones <laughs> and we've got bygones on the Alimobile bingo card now um, and Eugene's like well how can we help and then John does a nose whistle and Richard says oh well it's Mr Donald here and then Mr Donald kind of wanders up and that's Dylan McDermott who plays Bobby Donnell in the practice yes. and he's probably the most well known and he's uh, the figure, only one that's figure. kind of given a name pr- like immediately immediately yeah. yeah so and it's like the, it's clear that he's going to be the main focus of the practice kind of crossover yes um, along with uh, Eugene perhaps but even Eugene doesn't Eugene does not get given later. a name until much later yeah it's almost like it's assumed that you'll know who they are yeah but I which think... doesn't make any sense if they're trying to recruit more people to yeah. go and watch the practice yeah like, anyway anyway so Richard basically fills them in on the case um, and says you know we're representing Marie Hansen you know and we're concerned and, and Bobby's like well why don't you want to take the case and Richard's like well we're concerned about our image <laughs> you know what the world thinks of criminal attorneys <laughs> bottom feeding scum suckers we can't have that kind of image running the firm but when you it looks good <laughs> yeah and um, and then whilst he's having this conversation Eugene is kind of looking at John like sizing him up like yeah. up and down like he doesn't seem to take to John at no, all no. which I was a bit like you've not even met him like yeah. give him a chance for god's sake he's just because his nose whistles <laughs> whistle. yeah and then Richard tries to finger another character who Ugh. has joined the um finger their wattle yeah. not finger them <laughs> god I mean, finger their wattle. Um, it's a character called. I looked this up again because she get doesn't get given a name. Um, Eleanor. Oh, um, there you go. Her, played by Cameron Mannheim. 
Uh, he says the little sit there goes for her wattle. Eleanor does not look impressed. Um, <laughs> Eleanor's namesake, Eleanor, does also does not, not look impressed. Look impressed. Yeah. Um, and then he says the client has money. Piles and piles. Piles. Bingo. Yeah. Um, and single now, if anyone's looking. <laughs> <laughs> and then John takes a moment, which again, another bingo. It's like they've thrown oh, everything yeah. at this scene yeah. to make John and Richard look like as, as weird, weird as possible. As possible. Yeah. And then he goes for the wattle again. Oh. And Eleanor's Slaps him away and he's like, Bye, God. Yeah. And then Eugene just turns to John and says, What's with you? And John's like, I'm taking a moment. And then Richard goes, Look, this is money and profile. You could paint the place, even fumigate. You, you win. <laughs> and Bobby just says, We'll think about it. And then they all, as a group, like, just kind of move like, towards yeah, Richard like, and John. Like they're like, ganging up on him. Them. Yeah. <laughs> and Richard and John have to, like, kind of awkwardly leave. And it's just really weird. Like, they're yeah. really, like, antisocial. It's just really intimidating, like, purposefully. And out I to think that's them. weird because it's like they've come to you with business. Yeah. Like, they're willing to, like, split, give you money to do a yeah. case like why would you be so anti-social with them yeah it's very strange i i think it's like and there's no like uh, rivalry there no because they because do they different, different things. things yeah and i think it's very strange because i think what it's trying to indicate and i guess we'll see with i, I wonder i i don't know but i think what it's trying to be like is like, oh, John and, and Richard have come to the wrong side of the track. Yeah, like, like fish out yeah, of water. Yeah, like you know? we don't, we don't uh, um, belong here. We're not impressed by your Cookies. ways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so Richard and John kind of like leave and then the practice guys do almost what I call their superhero pose. Cause yeah, like, they all kind of line up together. Yeah, like, and then like you, could, on you could take a still of that image. Like, cross and, their and, arms. And put it on the cover of their like season box set. Do you know what I mean? Like, totally, it's, it's totally. That. It's like the practice. Yeah. And it's like, I'm surprised they didn't come in with like the graphics of their logo. Like, it was just... <laughs> like the opening bars of their theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit much, I'll have to say. Um, but anyway, in the hall outside the practice offices, Richard's going, friendly group, they probably take homicides just to lighten up. <laughs> and then John's saying that the big one frightens him, and I was like, oh, John. <laughs> um, yeah, and as they get in the lift to go down, another practice character comes out, who again yes. I looked up, her name is Lindsay, played by Kelly Williams, and she comes out. And then they, as, they, as she comes out of the elevator and they go in, John is clearly like enamoured by her because yeah. he's like hi and he kind of looks after her and then we get this like sexy saxophone music that like distorts though as John goes into the elevator and gets his arm caught well because he's, he's so him. yeah he's so busy staring at this woman that um, as the doors are closing Richard grabs him and pulls him in and he gets his arm trapped in yeah. the doors but it's just really funny because again it's that thing of like uh, just as a Ali McBeal audience member and not never seeing the practice it's a bit of a weird moment because it's like oh so the way this the is one. done <laughs> yeah the way this is done is like oh she's she's significant but we've got no idea why yeah like, because well, we it's don't like, see her again no we don't see her again but it all that's meant to be like is like if you go and watch the practice she's the hot one yeah yeah like, she's the sexy one she's the love interest and you know, it's bobby donald yeah, or whatever it's just, like, it's just weird yeah anyway they go out and go down and whatever so yeah so the next scene we've got 
Ali's watching uh, TV, an old black and white uh, like murder movie on her TV. <laughs> I tried to look up what the movie was and didn't get very far. No, so. I didn't know what, what it was. No idea, but no. it's all in black and white and she's kind of engrossed in it and basically involves like a man pushing a disabled lady. Like a, Down the man's the like the evil man and yeah. he's gone to like push the disabled lady. She, he pushes her to the edge of the stairs um, and just as he's about to like push her over, Billy comes in up behind Ali with a coffee, just says Ali, and Ali like screams. <laughs> in the movie, he drops the chair, and then Ali like just ducks to the ground, she, like oh! takes cover. <laughs> and then she comes back up and goes, don't sneak up on me like that. And Billy's like, I didn't sneak up. And she's like, you said Ali. And Billy's like, that's your name. <laughs> And she says, even so, you don't just walk into someone's office, cry out someone's name while the handicapped people are being thrown down stairwells. <laughs> and then she takes a big breath. Like, yeah, like, like bumbled that all out. In, this like, was all very uh, stressful for her. <laughs> yeah, and Billy's like, what the hell are you doing? And Ali says, well, I'm trying to desensitise myself to murder so I can become a less better lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an interesting strategy. Especially, like... Because uh, we find her watching another black and white film later in the episode, yeah. and I'm like, "Why are you going to black old black and white movies that never were allowed to show anything? Yeah, like in regards to violence. Yeah, like in order to desensitize. Well, I wonder whether she's violence. like building herself up. She's yeah. going to go like straight in with the gore fest. <laughs> So she's like, I'm going to do like the really like soft stuff. And she yeah, can't even, even cope that. With she's that. like, Ugh. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So anyway, she then uh, sort of closes the door so they can talk in private and says, you know, are you sure that we want this case? Because she's concerned that they're going to mutate. Yeah, into, it's going to change them yeah, as people. We'll be the kind of lawyers who look at a dead body and instead of saying why, we say reasonable doubt. <laughs> and you can't be a criminal lawyer if murder horrifies you. And if it doesn't horrify you, then what? Then what, what are do we then? tell ourselves? What are you then? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, what do we tell ourselves? That we've arrived. And, and, and I think she, like, I understand this point of view because it was yeah. a lot of the reason why I didn't want to do it. A, yeah. I didn't think I had it in me and B, I didn't want to have it in me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't want to be that kind of person. Great for people who can and respect, but I just Yeah, can't. it's one of those, it's one of those jobs where it's like you, uh, yeah, you're either able to do that and live with it or not. Yeah. And I, and I think that it's one of those jobs that are needed in the world. For sure. You know, so people, there are, we need those kinds of people that can do that job. Yeah. But you either can do it or you can't. Yeah. And um, Billy um, is like, you know, with attorneys sooner or later. Uh, it's going to get ugly. It's going to get to a place where it's ugly. Yeah, exactly. And and Ali's like, why? Why can't we just stay in our little sheltered, you know, what is so great about this <laughs> real world? And, you know, and, and then she ends by being like, I'm just afraid that this case is going to rub off on us. And I like the law, but I prefer softcore. Yeah. She's like <laughs> nodding emphatically, like earnestly, like, yep, yeah, softcore. That's <laughs> I mean, sadly for Ali, like hardcore law has to exist yeah you can't just pretend it's not happening at all you don't have to do Um, it but you don't necessarily have to be the one doing it no but anyway um then we're in the prison again and ali has gone to see marie on her own which i guess must have been quite a big step for her progress uh yes (laughs) 
And she's explained to Marie that they've farmed out the case, basically, that they're going to have, they're going to prepare the case, but for trial, there's going to be another firm involved. To carry it, yeah. Um, and Marie's asking them about Bobby Donald, because obviously she doesn't know who this firm yeah. is, as far as she's concerned. She's chosen Cage and Fisher, so her lawyers, she knows yes. them, she's used them for other things. Yes. And Ali's kind of reassuring her <laughs> by being like, well, he's meant to be the best, he gets guilty murderers off all the time. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> exactly. And Marie's like, yes, she did. You think I'm a complete monster? And Ali's like, no, we could be girlfriends. And then Marie's just looking at her and then Ali's like, okay, fine. <laughs> I think you did it. And if we weren't separated by these bars, I wouldn't be caught dead with you. And then she goes, well, maybe I would. <laughs> I want you to talk to my psychiatrist and then Ali's like no I've already got one <laughs> basically she's like I have and then look how you turned out <laughs> she's like the last thing I need to do is see your shrink but then basically she like pinches her nose and like ducks her head and is like oh god and, and then Marie's like, like no I want you talking to him about me <laughs> and then Ali's like oh okay and then she just slams her head on the chest it's just like <laughs> I think a lot of this ridiculous conversation has to come from the fact that they're trying to get that point across yes, to the practice. Yeah. Like, Ali's hilarious because she's so self-absorbed. <laughs> she can't even have a conversation about a murder, potential murderer, without thinking it's about, about, her. about her. Yeah, and her problems. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, I think we've turned the dial up to 11 on Ali's um, so yeah, so then we're back in the office with Georgia and Richard and this like gay waiter, not gay waiter case. Yes. And um, Georgia's having an argument with Richard because he wants her to go into court and argue that it's okay to fire him for being straight because gay waiters sell more creme brulee. And she's like, you can't maybe go into uh, 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 court and argue that. And Richard's like, but they do. <laughs> like, and Georgia's like, Richard, you are building a niche. Disregard the Supreme Court, they're too old. Women, per se, are disabled. Gays make better waiters. And then Richard goes, and blondes have dark roots. And he goes to, like, touch George's hair, and Georgia just Sucks smacks him. Away. And, I, and I was like, I nearly threw an objection here, because I'm like, why do men think that they can just invade women's space all the time? Yeah. It really pisses me off. Yeah. And actually, it's quite... Um, Interesting because I was watching a. I saw, and I know this is not new news, but I saw a um, video uh, on Twitter. I think it was of a two women in a fast food restaurant, and one of I them. I saw that. Yeah, one of them was a, a woman of color, and she, she had like beautiful. And she had. Um, I think they were um, braids, like braids. braids. Yeah, like really like big long ones, like, not like in a big like, back ponytail. ponytail. I think it was, um, and she was just ordering her food at the counter. Yeah, and she moved off to one yeah. side and then this like middle-aged white woman comes up and starts, and starts touching her hair picking her hair up and like feeling it and I was just like like I know from you know black women say all the time that this happens to them all, all the, the time. time and I cannot uh, but believe there it is something so, like so I know the logical part of me is like I know this happens all the time. Yeah. But there is something so shocking about actually it's, seeing I've, it. I've never actually seen I've it myself. I've never seen it. And I don't and know I, if that's because I just haven't noticed or yeah, been aware I don't that know it's a either. thing, so I'm not looking for it. But 
Anyway, this girl, it this woman, so like, shocking. The woman deals with it very admirably. Oh, she's she a just turns, angel. She turns to her and goes, "You're lucky I'm in a good mood because you know I'm just going to tell you, please." Don't, don't touch don't my touch hair. my hair please my hair's my hair yeah. like leave it alone you do not have a right to touch my hair like she's very calm and connected. and this woman is like oh the woman's like doesn't even realize oh, she's done anything wrong get, i'm so oh like oh yeah like, she doesn't get angry with her or anything like that but she does look like oh i didn't realize that wasn't that was a problem yeah and like, i just like, like what like, is wrong with you like, <laughs> It did remind me of that kind of feeling of the clearly Richard feels entitled to, to touch because yeah. like women, what are women just for me to play with? And yes. I'm like, what are people of colour just for me to like be like, yeah. oh, look at your hair, it's like, not exotic, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. Mm. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, yeah, I nearly threw in my objection there, but then something else happened later, so I took it away. But, yeah, I just wanted to make that point. Like, I am done with people thinking they can just invade... Touch people, people. without yeah. any... any. <laughs> anyway, so Georgia smacks his stupid hand away, and then Richard goes, that was corporal. I enjoyed it. And then he walks off, and I'm like, ah! He never learns. He, he never learns. He's... But as he walks off, he kind of... Re it reveals that's, like shot reveals that John was in the room all along he was just behind Richard he's like in the corner looking out of the window with uh, he's got he's holding something we can't really see because he's got his back to us and George is like what are you doing and John turns around and he's holding like this wooden uh, hand, hand on a stick on a stick um, with his elbow down low and it's 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 been positioned into uh, the, hand the hand has been positioned into so the he, the moment hands basically yeah take a moment take hand. a moment and yeah. he basically says he pulled a tricep when Richard yanked his arm to get into the elevator yeah. here and the doctor suggested I use, use an, an aid to take my moment and I'm like what kind of doctor is this <laughs> <laughs> just don't take a moment for oh a while um, but anyway Georgia like scoffs and like walks out like for god's sake what the hell is this and John turns back and I, I'm just like they've really doubled down on the like kooky yeah in <laughs> this episode so yeah, so then we're in a new scene and um, we're with Eugene and Bobby and they're in the elevator talking about Kate and Fish because they're going up to see them. Mm -hmm. um, and Bobby's like, you know, I hear they've got money, though. they're flush. Let's just see how this plays out. Like They're still apprehensive about working yes. with them. Then the elevator opens and they step out into the office and immediately Ali just bumps into Bobby. Sh like smacks straight into And she him. goes down again. More falling down, bingo. Bobby's like, oh, are you okay? And she's like, before she can really explain, Bobby's like, I wasn't looking. And she's like, no, it's fine. And they kind of introduce each other. And he goes, <laughs> yeah. He goes, Bobby Donnell. And then she goes, Ali Donnell McPhail. <laughs> which is a funny moment, I think. Um, but yeah, but then Richard kind of runs over like, Bobby, hey, you know, here you go. Come into, come the, into conference the conference room. room um, yeah. And then Bobby kind of turns back to say sorry. And Ali smiles after him and there's sexy wind instruments which I nearly <laughs> abbreviated to sexy wind but <laughs> so I just put instruments <laughs> but there's like this like clarinet where it's like <laughs> like Ali is interested yeah <laughs> I actually didn't do that but it was like you know what I mean like, yeah I do like that kind of <laughs> we could probably insert it <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, <laughs> like yeah. for 
raising an eyebrow. Yeah. Like. And there's a lot of that sort of, I don't know if they use that sort of music more in the practice and they've borrowed it, but I've not noticed that kind of thing in I, Annie I too much. I think they have, they do do that in okay. Annie Reveal. They All right. do, yeah. Well, anyway, then we're in the conference room and basically we've got Annie, Billy, Richard on one side and Eugene and Bobby on the other. <laughs> and they're discussing the merits of case I suppose and the, the facts and they're uh, Bobby and Eugene are finding out that you know she has no memory of it and, and Billy's sort of saying well temporary insanity is viable because she remembers swinging the hatchet but not hitting him um, and then Ali's saying I've got authorization to meet with her shrink today this afternoon and Bobby's saying well I want to be on, in on that who's the DA someone called Adam Dawson apparently I wonder and if he's any relation to Professor Dawson uh, I'd hope not <laughs> um, but apparently that's good Bobby seems to know who he is um, and he's saying you know what was the relationship between her and the victim and Ali's saying well no not great they've been having some problems um, mm -hmm. and Bobby's like how so and then Ali's like breaks like business talk to say that Bobby sounds like Jack Webb who is the dragnet guy and talking all clips and never smiling and then she's like bygones <laughs> um, and she says yeah look the marriage was not in great shape and then there's like more looks between Ali and Bobby and there's like sexy wind instruments again and her voiceover goes he is so yummy and then we have a gif of her head turning into the head of like a panting St Bernard's dog like a thirsty dog I put <laughs> And I love that gift because I'm like, that is relatable. That was the gift that I needed last episode for Greg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yes. So then we are in the psychologist's office because Ali and Bobby have gone to meet with uh, Marie's uh, psychologist or shrink. Uh, psychiatrist, actually, isn't it? Yes. Yes. I've written psychologist. I meant psycho psychiatrist. Um, I can't pretend to know the difference. I know there is a difference. I don't know what the difference is but, either. But. Um, he is played by um, someone called um, Kelly Connell and um, I, he's been in lots of things but I know him best as a character in Buffy, one of the Buffy episodes. He What's played he a character Buffy? called Norman Fister. Who is that? So, so Norman Fister was in the episode where, do you remember there was that demon that transformed into like maggots and flies and stuff what there was an episode i think it's in season one or two um he's it, the um the episode's called what's my line part one and he was also in what's my line part two <laughs> obviously um and he basically um he poses as a human um as though he's like a door-to-door -door, like skincare salesman oh it's the one where Ali has a load of assassins after her. Ali, Ali does not Ali. have assassins after her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ali would to cope with that. <laughs> be, she'd be chewing suit jackets all over the place. No one would have any arms on their suit jackets. I mean, it's the one where Buffy has a load of assassins after yes. her and he's one of the assassins. Yes. And, he and turns he's a bug a, man. Yeah, bug, he's yeah, a exactly. bug man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's made up of bugs. Yeah, and it's really disgusting. But yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. I yes, I remember. Okay. So, yeah, Got so that. that's, that's 
where we know him from. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so they're in the Bugman's office. He's a, he's a he's psychiatrist. A doctor. He's a doctor. Yeah, he's called Dr. Peters in yeah. this, this uh, show. So um, Bobby's asking uh, about Marie's condition and um, the psychiatrist is saying we're not 100% sure what causes it. She suffers from temporal lobe seizures and some other neurological, neurological disorders. disorders. Um, and then Annie goes, Ugh. is it possible that she just had some kind of seizure and just went wacko? And I just got a note that says, Ali really is a moron. <laughs> like, <laughs> the doctor is like, I'm not a big fan of the term wacko. But then Ali looks confused, like, huh? Like, why not? Like, I don't get it. Like, what have I done wrong? And I'm like, how can you be that moronic? Anyway, um, Bobby's like, well, what if she killed him right before the seizure? Is it possible that she wouldn't remember it? And the psychiatrist is going, yeah, she could have done it during one of her seizures. And Annie's like, well, does that mean she's unconscious when she does it? And the psychiatrist is saying, no. The blackout doesn't mean unconscious. It's more like sleepwalking. sleepwalking. And then Annie said, do you think that she's capable of doing it and the psychiatrist that's where the psychiatrist starts to push back a bit because he's like I'm not really comfortable answering any of these questions anymore yeah um, and Bobby's like well no she waived privilege like we're her, her lawyers. lawyers like she and wants us like, she wants us to talk to you yeah but the doctor's like yeah I get that but there are some things that may have like nothing to do with this case and I I don't think she might and, and Bobby gets mad because he's like well it's it's up to us to decide what's relevant to this case like we're the lawyers that's our job yeah and, and he's like no like, I don't agree I'm like, gonna talk to Marie and then I'll come back to you yeah um, and yeah. he just walks out just so kind of yeah. ends the meeting so that's like I don't know like, I mean, it's weird because yeah, I, I like the client has said, said she wants I want you to talk, talk to yeah, yeah she's waived her privilege so therefore you can ask the psychiatrist anything what and he should and Answer. if he want, and you know, you know your lawyers, there's client, lawyer, client privilege, you know yes, what I mean? Like yeah. confidentiality privilege. So it's not like anything he says is going to go any further. And they're clearly working for her best interest. Yes, so if he says yeah. anything incriminating, yeah. they're not necessarily going to use so it. So at this point, it's an odd yeah. thing for him to be doing. Yes. So something clearly more there. Com- something is up. Something is up miss <laughs> maybe he's a bug man who knows um, so yeah so then we're in court again in the um, waiter case and Georgia is in front of the judge arguing she's saying well there is no special protection, protection for, for heterosexuals yes. and the opposing counsel is saying well but if a person is fired because of his or her sexual identity um, and Georgia's like well I'm not saying that it's right and Richard at this point is putting in eye drops oh I was God. like why like yeah, what is, what what is the point doing, what doing? Georgia says Georgia continues I'm not saying it's right I'm not defending Mr King on principle but law as written says you can't discriminate against gays. gays there's no such law for discriminating against straight people and the judge comes in and is like well it's clearly the, the same, same principle. principle like come on and then Richard gets up and there's like two cowbells like your honour the plaintiff was not fired because of sexual identity he was terminated because he couldn't perform a function of the job which was being gay May I? Please. We just love to live in a politically correct world. It's so evolved, isn't it? But where along the way did we pass the law against common sense? Why don't you tell me? This is a French bistro. When people go there, it's not just to eat, it's to dine in the ambience of culture. They want to feel elite, sophisticated. A good gay waiter can make the patrons feel that way. They have that snobbish little entitlement thing going, you know? People like that. 
And then he like smiles, like basking in his own argument, like, haven't I done well? And the judge is like, gays are elitist snobs. And Rachel goes, uh, the waiter kind of. First, they're smarter. Aha. Gay waiters. Yes. They grow up reading more books, probably looking to find an answer as to why they're homosexual. Plus, they're terrible at sports, which gives them more time to study. The point is, they're smart. They want to work in the arts. They end up waiters, way overqualified, bitter, snobby. People have come to expect this when ordering a fruity wine. <laughs> it's the thing, it's the thing. It's like, I half expected here, like, Richard to be like, do we win? <laughs> yeah, that would have been another bingo, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I've just got... LOL WTF. Yes. Because I'm like, how is he allowed to speak in a professional context? This is the thing, because it's that, this is the big, he's completely drawing on like a stereotype, like a huge stereotype. And this is the problem with stereotypes. Oh, yeah. it's, It's not that it's telling a false story it's it's only telling one story yeah and it's like there are many 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 gay people who do not fall into this box in richard's head <laughs> and it's just like human beings are more complex and nuanced than this and yeah. more multifaceted than this gay people included yeah like it's just so oh it it's just terrible. <laughs> I mean, no wonder George's... I mean, I'm surprised George's eyes haven't rolled right out of her head. I know, like, like fallen out and rolled away. <laughs> well, so, the next scene, we're in the elevator and Richard and Georgia are in there, the like, list. just staring... Like, Georgia's just staring so forward. Annoyed. Yeah. And it's going uh, out of the courtroom. And they're in silence and suddenly Georgia just hits Richard on the arm and he's like, yeah. ow! And then he goes bygones and Georgia goes no bygones yes so I've actually because last episode you had was it two verdicts of the week yes I'm gonna have two objections oh this my episode. god okay so this is your first one. this is my first objection. now I get why Georgia is annoyed at Richard like I think she has a completely valid point but I really don't like casual violence from women to men I think the thing where the she other way hits, around. No, I don't like casual violence either way, but there <laughs> is a thing amongst uh, there is a thing where women think they can hit men in terms of like slap them or whatever and it's okay because they're a girl and they can't really do that much damage right. so it's fine and it's like no that that is not okay yeah. like I like yeah it just it winds me up like you wouldn't want Richard to slap, slap you Georgia, yeah. like that so don't do it the other way so around it's like, not okay and there's a difference between this and for example when he goes for her wattle and she smacks him yes because, it is like, that's because that's defense, defense. that yeah. is defense like this was like but this unprovoked. was unprovoked well, well she it, was provoked but it wasn't Violent, like she, yeah, the way to handle it her. is to have a discussion with yeah. him, not hit him. Yeah, like that doesn't help, and that's not okay. And it is, it's abusive. Like it's a form of abuse. I've spoken to guys who have had girlfriends who randomly hit them. Right, and they don't see it as abuse because they're like, oh, but it didn't hurt me, so it's it's okay, it's fine. It's like, no, but the very fact that she tried to hurt you yeah. and attacked it's you in a physical nice. way yeah. not is not okay. Yeah. That's not respect. No, the, exactly. The, 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 
the very fact that she's tried to hurt you, that is the abuse. Yeah. The fact that she didn't succeed in doing that. Yeah. Is is neither here nor there. Yeah. Like so, I really don't like it when and it's done a lot in shows and and movies where women hit men and or slap them in like it's like oh, like how dare you like yeah. you know like in in times when it's not self defense. Yeah. And I'm just like. I, I just don't like it. It's, I I think yeah. it really sends a bad message. It does. And I think that there's a lot of girls and women who that absorb okay. that message and think it's okay. Well, because it's all about... The, the, the emphasis is always on, like, physical harm. And actually, there's more harm that can be done with that action than just physical harm. Yeah. And that's not good. Like, you yeah. shouldn't be doing it's that. Yeah, it's like, that's not okay. Yeah. That's not all right. Like, I don't... It so also really... pops up this thing, like, as... The, the patriarchy around toxic masculinity in terms of, well, even if they were hurt, they probably wouldn't show it. Yes, like, I don't want to admit that yeah. I've like, been hurt by, by a, girl. a woman. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Like, it, and I just, it, it's not, I don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. No. Okay, fair. So, yeah. <laughs> That's not to say Georgia doesn't have a point she to has be a annoyed. Point to be annoyed, but, but there's, there's ways of expressing yeah, that. Point. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, fair ways of expressing that so yeah so she hits him on the arm and richard brushes it off by going toxic masculinity ow bygones exactly. and she goes no bygones <laughs> she says i am never going into court with you again which is a big statement yeah um i am not going to be associated with your bigotry which i'm like fair, fair. like these are fair, fair yeah, absolutely this is fair, fair. yeah and then Richard responds by saying, lend me your shoe, which uh, like, what? he did last episode. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So he's clearly got a thing about shoes. Yeah, I'm like, now. stop. And she's like, oh, you're going to tie this to my shoe again. And it was just like, stop humouring him. Just say no. No, give it to him. Yeah, exactly. No. She keeps giving I'm not going to give you my fucking shoe. Anyway, he says, just give it to me. So she does. And he says, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> and then he says, if I wanted to sell this, is it better to have you model this or me? And George was like, what? And he's like, it's all presentation. It's the same for restaurants or shoes. What's inside doesn't count, Georgia. It's how things look. Fishism. Um, and we haven't had like an explicit fishism for, for a, while. a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is his latest one. Yeah. <laughs> Which gem? Um, I uh, I disagree. I think I think at the moment I we're, think we're I, in we're now in a time where that is being challenged. That's like, what I was gonna say. I um, was like, I think for a long time it has been true, but that's yes. what make it right. No, 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 no. And this say. is now being challenged, this idea that you should only have a certain certain people, usually white, usually thin, usually yeah. pretty, usually blonde or whatever, just gorgeous, like un unattainable beauty, usually not disabled usually yeah you yeah, know yeah, like just sure. all these like people won't want to buy it if it's not if it's from not what they modeled yeah by someone who doesn't even look the way they look on the advert yeah like they have been airbrushed to yeah, death yeah, photoshopped sure. to death and this like is... and we are now in a time of going actually that's not cool that's not it's not it's really not actually very helpful to no, anyone to anyone and and so this is interesting because i think um what happens after that is richard then sniffs the shoe Ugh. which i'm like why i mean i almost would want him to try that with me because i'd be like here you go here's my my feet really smell yeah, so yeah. i'd be like here you go have my fucking shoe yeah, you like, asshole breathe like, it in i can't <laughs> think of anyone i'd want to give my shoe to more you know <laughs> anyway it's richard sniffing 
miss the shoe, Georgia just grabs it off of him and she just looks pissed off like, huh, he's got a point and how do I argue back at this? Which upsets me because I think probably at that in the time 90s, it was it true. It would feel very, and very think, true. Oh, how yeah. am I ever going to overcome this? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I kind of felt for it, although she shouldn't have kicks it off by hitting him I did feel for Georgia in that yeah moment. I do because I I, th- I totally think she has a great point and it and it's just that don't undermine it by doing something problematic yeah, yourself be- exactly because it's just yeah you do you undercut yourself yeah yeah so then we're in uh, a new scene and it's nighttime and Vonda is singing Dance With Me by Benny King at the bar and Renee is dancing with the date that she organised um, earlier with the dropping of the file and the yes. demanding that he yeah. asked her out. Um, and Georgia and Elaine are also there at a table with John and we kind of focus on, on that to start with and uh, they're talking about Bobby Donnell. So Georgia and Elaine are talking about how cute he is and Elaine goes, I would just like to take my thighs and squeeze his head. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, John's like, Whoa. Um, and and then instead of like, it looks like he might stammer, so Elaine like jumps in and for John says, Poughkeepsie. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut kind of over to the other side of the bar where um, Renee Renee's dancing, this guy is dancing, and they're kind of talking about getting to know each other and it turns out this guy is mainly into patent law it's pretty boring um and Renee's like why would anybody be into something that bores them and he's like well you know it's my job I don't mean like I'm into it um I didn't mean I'm stimulated by it and then Renee's like being all flirty and she's like are you easily stimulated (laughs) and like grabs his ass like cheekily which I don't know how I feel about that at that point because I feel like if it was the other way round I'd be a bit like, oh, that was a bit much. Like, I don't know if I'm yes, ready for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because although they've been flirty and they are dancing, mm. like, it is a first date. They don't know each other. I don't yes. think she's necessarily established consent around no, no, his ass. No. But, and he, to be fair to him, he looks a bit, like, taken aback. Like, like oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay, yeah. Uh, well, and he says, uh, <laughs> he says, yeah, well, it's the first time I've danced with a district attorney. And then he kind of grabs her hand that had grabbed him and like spins her round and round like yeah. three times. Yeah. And then they kind of Carry go into this dancing. like dance, like hug type thing yeah. where she's got her back to him and he's like hugging her and they're sort of swaying. Yeah. And it's very sexy and like, you know, it seems like he's kind of like, I liked that actually. Yeah. Even though you took me by surprise, I, it was fine. Like, yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, so at that point, I think she, it was kind of, she was scared to the gamble. line. Yeah. yeah, and I think maybe it might have been, I, I don't know, like on someone else it might have not worked out and she could find herself like on the wrong end of some sharp yes, words. Yes, but yeah. I guess, you know, I don't know. I don't know how. I just know if it had been a man doing that, I would have probably been really annoyed. So I feel like I can't. Well, yeah, I, I, I can't not get annoyed at Renee. I mean, I it, no, and I, I would never grab a guy's ass. That early not on. that not without knowing yeah. that he was up for that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. Like if you've been dancing that sexy dance that they ended up in straight yeah. after first, then I might have felt a bit more emboldened to be like, well, he's clearly like into into me. Mm. Um and like built know. up to that. I, I think I wouldn't do that until I felt very comfortable with that person it was just yeah they were on a line there yeah um yeah. so you know but i feel like they established some form of uh 
consent that oh, it's okay to dance with each other sexually kind of yes, thing. Yeah. Um so yeah, that I guess it worked out okay at that point. Yeah. Um so yeah, so then there uh, we're in a new scene. So Ali, Billy and Bobby are in the conference room working late and they're talking to the doctor. They've asked him to come in. They've yeah. oh yeah, and and basically he's saying that he's really uncomfortable about being involved in this case. And, and his reason now is that he doesn't want to get a reputation as an expert witness because it compromises integrity for doctors when they become yeah, like, expert witnesses for hire. hire. And Billy's like, well, then we won't pay you. Yeah. And Bobby makes the very good point of being like, look, we're only asking you to help your own patient. Don't yeah. quite understand why you wouldn't want to do that. And Ali's like, well, just testify to the bits that you're comfortable with, like the blackouts. And the doctor says, well, I can do that by affidavit. Like, I'll testify to it all by affidavit. Like her blackouts, and her seizures, like, her anxiety. Yeah, but Billy's like, no, we the have jury to convince needs to be the jury. Convinced. Yeah, and we can't do that with affidavits and he's like well I'm not comfortable and then Bobby starts playing like hardball <laughs> and he's like well I'm gonna subpoena you and the, psych the psychiatrist says well I don't think you want to do that and then Bobby's like we have a client that is charged with murder you're the one who can speak to her insanity and and the, the doctor kind of has this like, pause and he sighs and he's like if I cooperate there's no guarantee. And then Bobby interrupts and says, well, there's a guarantee that I'll go after you for perjury. Um, cards on the table, you seem like a nice guy, but I only care about Marie Hansen. We've tried being polite, but if I have to, I will play ugly, but I will have you in that witness chair. And Ali and Billy are like, shit. Like, like, yeah, like Billy's like, oh God, you're going a bit like cardball. And like, then he says, even if I have to beat the truth out, out of you as a hostile witness, I will do that. You decide. And at that, the doctor just sort of stands up, doesn't say anything. Thing, just stands up and leaves yeah. the office and then Ali's like having to go at Bobby being like, like I don't think that was the best course of yeah, action exactly. but Bobby's like no I've just done bad cop you now go and good cop him he just needs a push he's okay and Billy is now like well why didn't you tell us the strategy that you're going to do good cop bad cop you should have told us that he's like well butthurt yeah. <laughs> um, and Bobby's like oh I just decided that on the fly and he leaves and Billy's like huh <laughs> butthurt Bobby. <laughs> and Ali like, looks after Bobby. Um, but yeah. Concerned. Yeah. Anyway, so then we're in the next scene. Mm -hmm. um, oh, this is not good. So, um, <laughs> spoiler alert. Renee and the guy she's, she's dated uh, or been on a date with mm. have come back to um, their apartment mm. and they're flirting um, and sort of the guy is like oh is your roommate here and she's like no she's working late she's got a big case and the guy's like oh have you gone up against her and she's like actually we have and then she goes would you like to be up against me and he joins her on the sofa like yeah. he's like oh I really love how you um but he's like I love how you economize with time yeah. like you know and he kind of sits next to her yeah and he starts by like sexually kissing her fingers. Well, he like, one her by finger, one. yeah. And Renee's, like, giggling. giggling yeah. um, then they, like, make out, and he starts... He grabs her thigh to, like, get it, like, over him, and Renee's like, oh, slow down, Yeah, because she's suddenly like, yeah. a bit sort of semi-recumbent, yeah. isn't she? Um, and, then, and then he goes, yeah, right, and he, like, boops her nose and lunges <laughs> for, like, more kissing on her neck. Like, and her, her, his like, hands decolletage. are kind of all over the place, yeah. aren't they? and at this point we find out his name, because Renee goes, Michael. Yeah. And Mike, <laughs> Michael goes, well, what are we here for? And Renee's like, excuse, excuse me? me? And he goes, well, we practically tore each other's clothes off dancing. And Renee's like, yeah, 
practically and then she like pecks it and then goes yeah. let's keep it practically for a while and then she goes to, like get up to like diffuse the, the tension yeah um, and, and he's, he's still holding her, her hand. hand and then he's like oh i get it this and is... i'm like i don't think you do michael <laughs> he's like this is a little tease thing i can do that and, and he stands like, up and when it's like oh no i was no because i was serious about that one and then she kind of laughs cautiously um and michael kind of goes for her again like because at first he looks a bit unsure and he like goes to kiss her again and he then he like grabs her grab grabs her breast in a really like looked really unpleasant like i don't even know what he was doing there but it looks like a really unpleasant grab and renee like she's like struggling to get away she's like shimmying her shoulders be like no 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 like and then she's like okay she like now you can puts leave. her arm up yeah. across her chest to be like, no, no, you can leave now. And he's like, are you kidding? This is your game. Come on. And he goes to try and take her shirt off. No, he, he like takes, she's wearing like a jacket. Well, I read it as a, like a leather shirt, but I suppose. No, it's, it's like a jacket. Yeah. I think. Well, she's got a top on underneath, so yeah. it's like open. But and, he goes and, to like, and he like rips, rips it. it down her shoulders. And she then she slaps him. Yeah. And then he immediately like takes like a beat and then slaps her back like and it's says, immediate like it's like she slaps him uh, like she no, slaps no, him there is, there is a very very it's small but there's a moment when he's like she slapped me like his head's to one side yeah. and he, then he comes back and slaps yeah. her yeah. so it's not very it's not like boom boom it's like boom boom like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and um, so he slaps her back and goes don't you ever hit me and and then um, Renee, Renee punches him. him. She goes one, two, and then kicks him all the way to the ground. Yeah, flat out. He's flat out. He's unconscious. And like boom, like KO'd. And yeah. then so she just walks slowly up to him, crouches next to him, and as she's crouched, like looking at him to assess the damage, I suppose. <laughs> Ali walks, walks in. in and then she goes, spots Michael, and she's like. How'd your date go? <laughs> yeah, she's like super deadpan. She's yeah. like, how'd your date go? And I was like, she's a little too deadpan there. Like, he could have had an... Like, she doesn't know what's happened. She He could have had, like, a seizure. <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, she doesn't know. No. And I was like, it, she's either like... It's either that or she's like, Renee does this all the time. So she's like, oh, another one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, that was really like, if it was me, I'd be like, oh my God, what's happened? Yeah. And she was like, oh, how'd your date go? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, sure, I like that deadpan delivery. <laughs> Yeah, so the next scene yeah, is yeah. is paramedics taking Michael away from their flat in, yeah. on like a gurney. Renee, Renee and Ali are just watching them, um, and Renee's like half-heartedly like, "Is he all right?" Because I guess she kind of knows that this is gonna be like this isn't just gonna no, not go this away. isn't gonna disappear so she when he to, is a lawyer himself. So, yeah, so she's like, "I need to be saying all the right things at this moment, yeah. even though her heart's not really in it." So she's like, "Is he all right?" And the paramedics like, "Well, we need to make sure." Did you say he slipped? And she's like, "Yeah." yeah slipped and then like shiftily walks off (laughs) and the trolley goes out and then then Ali tries once everyone's left Ali goes to speak to Renee it's like well Renee and Renee's like he got all of aggressive and Ali's like I know but and Renee's like but what and then Ali says 
what were you thinking? You barely know the guy. She's like, what do, What were you thinking bringing him here? You barely know the guy. And Renee's like, he's a patent lawyer. How dangerous could he be? And Ali's like, even so. And she's like, even so what? I can't have a guy home for coffee without expecting to be mauled. And Ali says, I'm saying you can lead a man by the penis, but it's the wrong way to tame him. And this is where I throw in my objection. This is my second objection. Because well. I am like all kinds of no, so much victim blaming. Yeah. Like the immediate reaction for Ali yeah. is like, "You're what, this, you did what did you wrong. do? You yeah. you you did this." And I am, I am. Well, I she's the am, worst. <laughs> she's the worst so-called best friend in the fucking world. I can't like, believe I'm it. I'm not being funny, but. Uh, like that thing of like okay let's break this down let's break she it goes, all the way down yeah she goes what were you thinking bringing him here you barely know the guy like going on three dates means you know whether or not a man is capable of no. raping you no, like you don't. don't be a fucking on moron the, yeah and secondly the bit where she's like i'm saying you can't lead a man by a penis but it's the wrong way to take it's like what because me we need to tame men exactly. like they're fucking wild so, animals like the thing for me no is, yeah the thing for me <laughs> is this whole like assumption so that that what this hinges on and it come it comes out in the rest of this episode is that renee you know led him down a path that meant that he was no longer responsible for how he mm. was acting because you know you can't expect a man to get all aroused and then pull back and i'm like why not yeah. Why the fuck not? Yeah. They have this is thing called self control, and they have it. We've just yeah. conditioned Look. as a society that they don't. Yeah, and I'm like that is not true. Yeah, because basically Ali's going. Well, he is a man. Yeah, like, and I'm like, so no. what can you expect? Like, if you do this, what 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 did you think was going to happen? Exactly. Like, and it's just like, um, maybe that he not try and sexually assault me maybe maybe it was just you know not expecting to have to defend myself physically from a, a guy and this belief that as a society still exists yes that men can't be held responsible for their actions after a certain point is yeah bullshit yeah it is bullshit it is Look, false it's not, fake news don't get me wrong Renee is acting very flirtatious with him. Yes. Renee, which she's totally allowed to be. Yes. And allowed to do. She's also totally allowed to go, no. I want to stop it now. Yeah. Because you are not entitled reason. to anything yeah. from me. And he, uh, in response, is allowed to go, wait, what? Have I'm we, confused. I've misread the signal. I'm here. confused. I thought because you did X, Y, and Z, I thought we you were on the same this. page in this regard yeah. and she can say oh well now i'm not and you have to accept it and walk away like you can be you a bit are... miffed about it but yeah you... you can be a bit miffed like, a bit if like someone... i don't understand why this happened in the same way that perfectly allowed... if you're buying a car and you've gone to go and pick it up and give the money and be like oh i love this car yeah. I've, I've had such a great test drive with it and now i'd like to buy it yeah and then to go turn around and be like actually i've changed my mind you're allowed to be a bit annoyed what you're not allowed to do is get the fuck in and drive away <laughs> <laughs> exactly like you you are allowed to ask questions you're allowed to be confused <laughs> but you are not allowed to go well, tough shit, because I decided that this was what we were going to do when I came <laughs> exactly. in here. So now we're going to fucking do it. Like, I, I just, yeah, like this idea that if, if a woman has been 
sexually forward in any way she does not she signed have the on right. the dotted line yeah that she, she doesn't yeah. have the right to turn around and say no now is is a load of fucking shit and it's and it's <laughs> and it's that is shit but it's almost the, the thing that gets me so wound up is this whole narrative of oh but you can't expect them to think any other way because you know they're men they're biologically programmed to not be able to reverse yeah, after a certain like, point and I'm like yes bullshit, they can yes bullshit. they can what has happened is they have been socially conditioned to think that they can't reverse so yeah. they go on anyway and yeah, I'm like no like, oh I can't I can't possibly stop now it's oh like, I'm feeling too horny yeah. I can't stop yes you can like, yes you fucking can. like it's hard it's not like fun but no. you can like you can like uh, I'm, you are not you are not an animal you're not an animal exactly. you are not an animal you you are a human being so be one yes and and fucking have some like i'm sorry but just in the sense of like in between like if you're in the middle of sex like you're actually having it and someone turns around and goes oh can we stop like it hurts it hurts or whatever yeah. yeah like you would get off you would be able to stop I've and, been in and... multiple sexual situations <laughs> generally but I've been in multiple humble brag <laughs> I've been in multiple sexual situations where for some reason or another it's been painful and I've gone oh stop and you know thankfully every time thankfully yeah. every single partner I've had in that situation has gone oh god oh god oh, I go, don't oh, want to no, hurt you yeah, oh. so I will stop and that has been at various points throughout the sexual experience so yeah. right at the beginning near the end and every time somehow how I'm managing to find these mythical men who are able to go, oh shit, I'll stop. Yeah, because I don't want to yeah. hurt the person I like and I'm with. And I'm like, I can't be just finding these like magical no. fairy princess no. men. No, like, no. Like, men like that all men are capable of doing this. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. So I just, Ali's like, and, and for that to be the first thing that she comes out with. I'm just like, like the internalised misogyny just makes me so angry, sad and yeah. mad. Like, I can't, I can't. I'm so fucked off with Ali in this yeah, episode. Yeah, I am. Really, so, really. Annoyed. I feel like this must be an objection on steroids because it's yes, like, very not much cool. So. Not very cool. much so. Yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's finish this off. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> Renee's like, you're defending him and she just looks really hurt. As you would be. Super hurt. As you fucking would be. And then Ali goes, of course not, I'm talking about you. And I'm like, why? Why are you talking about Renee? What yeah. Renee did is besides the point. Yeah. Besides the point. It was self-defence. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that was my, that was that mm, scene. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> not impressed, Ali. Yeah. So, so, next scene, Billy is speaking to the doctor in his office. Yeah, the doctor's office. Yeah, and Trying to understand yeah, what the hell his problem yeah, is. Yeah, and basically, the doctor reveals that Marie Hansen... Yeah, ...has, so, like, a be he believes she has a past life. Well, he doesn't... He didn't always believe that. He no, says, so no. He's, he's like, it's not that I want to help her, it's just that there's this thing that you need to know about her treatment that I've done with her, and it's some interesting information, and I'm not sure it, the correct... Like, it would just make me look stupid, basically. Yeah. So, 
he's like, are you familiar with the past life phenomenon? And Billy's like, well, I've read about it. And I was like, sure, you have, Billy. Yeah, and the doctor is like, do you believe it? And Billy's like, not really. And he's like, well, yeah, I've always considered it to be quackery. So he's like, I've always been hugely sceptical. Yeah, so and he's like... that as my, as my yes, starting point. Yeah, but I used hypnotherapy on Marie Hansen, and after a few sessions, she began talking in a voice of someone who lived a hundred years ago. And Billy is like, who... And the doctor replies, Lizzie Borden. And for anyone who doesn't know who Lizzie Borden is... I mean, I think it's quite a well-known story for Americans. Certainly in America, yeah. But UK may not be so familiar. Lizzie Borden was a woman who, you know, in the, yeah, like, turn of the century, she killed her parents. She... uh, It was an American woman, right? Yes, yeah. In in Four Rivers, Massachusetts, I think it is. Yeah, it's... Um, Yeah. Yeah. uh, She uh, attacked her father and her stepmother with a axe and killed them both. Yes. And got away with it. Yeah. She went to trial but was found not guilty. Yeah. But the, you know, the most people believe her to have been guilty of sin. Yeah, <laughs> and it's become this, like, legend. Uh, yeah, well, there's like, a rhyme. There's a whole rhyme about it, yeah. Like, Lizzie, Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother her 30, 40, wax. 40 wax. And then she stood behind the door and gave her father 40 more. 40, 30? I can't 30, remember. 30, 40, something yeah. like that, yeah. It was a lot of wax. It wasn't actually that many in real life, but, oh, you know. Artistic life. Children rhymes. Never let the truth get in the way of a good, good nursery story, rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah so yeah it's it's become almost legendary but yeah so basically Marie Hansen began talking as Lizzie Borden and uh, Billy's like I don't mean to sound sceptical and the psychiatrist is like well of course you should be sceptical it's how can you not be yeah Yeah. and he's like but that's why I don't want to testify because I get on the stand and say Lizzie Borden I'm a front page joke my practice would be over so now we know why he's so reluctant he doesn't want to be tarred with this quackery brush <laughs> who does <laughs> um so then uh we're in the courthouse um on georgia and richard's uh gay yeah in case. the in the judge's chambers in the judge's chambers yeah. um and georgia's there with the opposing counsel yeah. and they're discussing um the case <laughs> what i love is the judge goes where's mr fish yeah. and georgia's like i convinced him that since he made such an impression he didn't actually need to be present and the judge goes thank you <laughs> Um, but so Georgia's trying to pull this back basically yes. into a argument that she can like ethically get behind. Well, uh, an argument that she can say without Looking being stupid. Yeah, exactly. So she's like deep, deep, deep inside <laughs> the absurdity of the words that leave his mouth. There is some truth. Businesses everywhere lead with window dressing, and the opposing counsel pipes up. And says, like, I'm not gay, but the suggestion that I know less about well, no. wine or food, that I might be deemed less credible because I'm straight, I find it all repugnant. I mean, and I'm sick of it. Goes, I'm flat out sick of it. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the judge is like, yes, the counsellor, the court shares your outrage. We, we note your outrage. Um, and, but then he says, however, you might want to work this out because there are no existing laws protecting heterosexuals against discrimination. So practically speaking, and the opposing counsel is like, what are you saying? Um, he's like, well, I'm saying that since the law doesn't help, you'd have to rely solely on a jury. And there are many people that 
that I like Richard, Richard Fish. Yeah. And cut to Ugh. Richard doing a press conference on TV. Spouting nonsense. Um, and Richard is watching this, watching himself in his office yeah, with, with Billy, Bobby, John and Bobby. And Eugene. And Eugene. I've and, got, and colleague. Because yeah. we didn't get Eugene's name We still. did later, yeah. But yeah. Um, so Richard on the TV is saying, I'm not denying that marriage is an insidious institution. I don't dispute that love dies in the short run, leaving only hate and contempt and festering. But what I do object to is that every time a woman, uh, every time a husband is chopped to pieces, we automatically say had to be the wife <laughs> and Eugene and Bobby just look she mortified Marie Henson is a rich woman if she wanted her husband dead she could have hired someone <laughs> well Richard in real life looks really proud so like I have made the best yeah. argument made us look really good and Bobby just really sighs and switches the TV off and just walks out and um, Richard's like it's good huh never too soon to contaminate a jury pool <laughs> and Bobby's, Bobby's like, like you think that that's gonna help? Like, what is wrong with you? And Eugene's like, what kind of lawyers are you? And Billy's like, all right. And Bobby's like, never mind, all right. He, he went, went on, on TV. And Billy's like, it won't happen again. And Richard's face is like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then uh, they say, well, let's talk about Dr. Peters. And Bobby's like, Lizzie Borden. And Billy's like, the doctor said it, not me. Like, I'm not making it up. And Eugene thinks she's probably faking it to set up her defence. So the idea is that, you know, she set up this Lizzie Borden thing in order to then later Kill get away husband. with killing yeah. her husband. So, and Billy's like, if she was faking it, don't you think she'd use something a little less far-fetched? Like, it's really on the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And John says, I had a cousin convinced she was Helen Keller in a prior life happiest person I ever met. She'd walk around all day joyous saying, I can see, I can hear. And, and Eugene, Eugene like, looks like, at him like, what the fuck? And Bobby's like, <laughs> quiet this noise. I've got to go and talk to Mrs. Hanson and I'd like to speak to Dr. Peters myself. Have you turned him on testifying? And Billy's like, no, I've softened him. And Bobby's like, shaking his head and sighing. And he's like, like these idiots. <laughs> I'm nothing if not surrounded. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so then we have a moment with Eugene and Bobby in the unisex, um, oh, yeah. and Eugene is saying, like, I think we need to get out of this relationship with Cajun Fish, because they are Like, nuts. either take the case outright, or, or just, just leave. walk away, because yeah. we can't do this. And he's like, that cage guy in his moment business, I did some checking, he pulls that in open court! <laughs> like, during trial, he takes a moment. And Fish, do we even need to discuss Fish? <laughs> um, and he's saying, we're arguing insanity, and these people here are the inmates. And Title that, check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and at that point, Elaine comes in and she goes, Oh, hello. Welcome to our unisex she bathroom. She shakes her hands. <laughs> she shakes her hands. And then when she's shaking Bobby's hand, she says, Bobby, I had a dream last night that you and me had unprotected sex. I'd tell you more if I knew you better. And then <laughs> she just goes, goes into a cubicle. Like, it's like... And then she goes, ooh, somebody was just here. The seat is cosy. And then the toilet flushes and John walks in with his flush remote and he's like, I like a fresh bowl. And like, But yeah, and Bobby and Eugene are like looking at each other just like... Such bingo. Stunned. Like Cajun fish bingo. Yeah, like they're, they're a bit... Yeah. Stunned by the whole thing. Yeah. So the next scene, we're in the courthouse again, and the police are questioning Renee, like, in the corridor, because they've caught up with her at work. Yeah. And um, they're basically saying that um, he wants to press charges, and she's like, 
well, I, he tried to maul me, and they're like, but you slapped him. And she's like, well, then he slapped me. And the police go, and that's when you knocked him out. Yeah. And so, to me, I'm like, uh, to me, so the police are going, you slapped him, like, you, you started, started it. it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, that's not where the attack started. started. No, exactly. Like, it started, he assaulted her first. Well, exactly. And the police are sort of saying, well, you broke a bone in his neck. And Renee's like, well, he deserved it. The guy was out of line. And the police, like, stare sternly at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's the situation that Renee mm. now finds herself in. Yeah. So we're then in jail again, and Bobby is meeting with Marie Hansen on his own. And basically, um, they're finishing up a conversation about um, their strategy and, and like, kind of thing. what they're going to say. Yeah. And then he says, what I'm going to say next is a little bit delicate. It's something I've never done before. Basically, I believe that this other firm, Cajun Fish, I don't believe it's in your best interest to let them represent you. Um, and he said, I'm really uncomfortable because I'm basically betraying them here, but my ethical obligation is with the client and the lawyers at this firm are just a little odd. And I'm mm. like, that's not a reason to like... Like, they're incompetent, or they're, um, you know, they don't have the experience or the qualifications to do the best job. Those are reasons to be yes. like, but just because they're odd, that's not a reason. Yes. Like, I'm a little uncomfortable with his rationale here. I mean, what he says is, like, if we use the Lizzie Borden theory, credibility will be a challenge. A challenge this particular firm might not be up to. And I think that's a fair point. I think considering, like Georgia was saying to yeah. Richard earlier, like you're creating a niche, a, a, a niche. niche. He says niche, but we would We'd say niche. niche yeah. yeah, like um, you're creating this this niche of like odd cases that feel like they don't have any merit. Yeah. So if and, you then and, and try and so, argue this, it yeah, just looks like, ridiculous. It just looks like more games, more clowning around, basically. Yeah. And it's and, and I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's a fair But point. when he said odd, I didn't like that. And and then Marie is, is, was saying, I've used them before with great success, but I'm like, honey, just because they can like write up a will doesn't mean they're going to get you off for murder. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, law exactly, firms like, are not like... Jack of all trades, exactly. they usually specialise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, she's like, do they know that you're here telling me this? And Bobby's like, no, I wanted to speak to you first and I'm going to go and tell them now, but just think about it. And then she says, it seems to me you're asking me to trust the person who doesn't put a high premium on trust. And he's like, well, my duty isn't to them, it's to you. Which is true. Yeah. Uh, so then... Bobby is true to his word because the very next scene is he's breaking the news to the team in the office. Um, so Billy is to not happy. Billy, John, Richard, and Ali, and and Billy is going mental. He's like, "Where do you get off going behind our backs?" Yeah, and Bobby's like, "Well, in the interest of the client," and Billy's like, "Divisiveness won't help." No, and won't he's help like, the client. "Yeah, you know." And Bobby says, "Well, you've got no experience doing homicides," which is a very true point. But Billy says an also true point, which is, "Well, that's why we came to you." We hired you. Yeah, and he just says, uh, Richard says, well, just as long as we get our fees, and Billy's like, quiet! We came to you for your experience, and then you run behind our backs, and Bobby's like, this place is a little too eccentric, and it's... Billy's like, this place has good lawyers. Well, he says it is filled with good lawyers, and at that point, John is sort of playing with a toy, sort of staring yeah. at the ceiling, and he says, he says, Poughkeepsie, and then Richard is just sort of staring at a cell phone, like it's the weirdest thing he's ever seen, like, how do I work this thing? Which is like making, not really backing up Billy's point that it's filled with good lawyers. Um, but anyway, Annie says, well, what is the point in getting us kicked off? And Bobby says, well, I didn't go to get you kicked off, 
you people have more influence with her than I do, but and that's, that's what I, I perceive as yeah. part of the problem. So if we're going to make more strategic decisions that are borderline absurd, I'd rather she be influenced than me than by you. It's that simple. And I was like, well, you could have just said that to us. Who said we wouldn't defer to you. Yeah. And Bobby's like, really? Like, he just showed up on TV. And he says, you people are loose cannons. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> right about that. Yeah. And he's like, do you not understand what league you're in now? Like, yeah, she took out and husband. killed her husband. Yeah. He won't free her by taking a moment. And John goes, Poughkeepsie. <laughs> and he's like, you brought me in, I'm in, you want me out, fine. But while I'm in, everything I live and breathe goes into getting her acquitted. I'm not the selfish one here. And I almost feel like... It's interesting because I feel like amping up the quirk in this episode for for Cajun Fish is mm. it's almost doing them a disservice. Like I know, I know murder and homicide is not their specialism. No, fine, take that as a point. But they're not bad lawyers. They have tried some good. Like Richard is a bad lawyer, but they yes. have tried some good arguments and won yes. cases yes. well. Like we know, like John in particular, yes. they are painting him in this episode as like some oddball vaguely like uh, just is um, incapable of coping with social interactions yeah. full stop yeah and that's not him like he is a genius a legal genius well i think the thing is i think we for- do forget that john is now in an office of people who he now knows very well so i i wonder whether he like we do see him in a more comfortable place most of the time so when he meets new people he will come across as a bit odder than normal because he's not comfortable with them yet possibly but then we see things like you know how he handled george's uh lawsuit against her old boss and he did the whole being odd in front of him uh to like lull him into a false sense of security but then when they had their meeting in cajun fish offices he was like boom like this is the way it's gonna go yeah but the thing is is that um georgia's boss was very much a very similar kind of lawyer to him very similar kind of office right whereas from the very beginning in this episode the practice is is set up to look like the complete antithesis of of that kind of yeah cajun fish So it, it and as a you know the implication is that the lawyers there are completely different to the lawyers at at Cajun Fish. So I just I, I do think there's an argument to say that he is just not comfortable with these people, and yeah. that's why he's, he's presenting as maybe slightly odder than usual. Yeah. Well, but I also know that they've made these decisions to like play up the difference. Uh, yeah, between I think the two I, I think the fact the that crossover. you see the fact that you see other things being ramped up, not just John being weird. You know, like, but it, like I almost said. felt a bit defensive over them, a bit like Billy was, um, because <laughs> I was just like, hang on a minute, like Billy's they're not right. all terrible. <laughs> like they are good at the things that they do. It just happens to be that this case is not in their what wheelhouse. They do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, they're not all just mental. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, and because because this scene ends by Elaine coming in, being like, "Ali, the police are here to talk about Renee," and then she like gives them the lowdown, says her roommate almost killed someone, and then she turns to Bobby and says, "Have you given any thought to my dream?" And Bobby Bobby just goes, "You're all crazy," and like and storms out. out. <laughs> and I just think I don't know, like I was just like, "Leave them alone; they're not that bad." I think yeah. I mean, I think it's. Uh... 
Because th th their whole argument, but the, what I object to, and it's not an official objection, is <laughs> Eugene and Bobby's whole, like, whatever they've been talking amongst themselves, it's never been, like, they aren't capable yeah. of doing this because it's not their expertise. Their whole argument has been, they're just fucking weird. Mm. And I was like, that's not a reason... I didn't no, like that. I, but I, I think what they're saying is they're weird in a way that we don't think they are competent i think that's their concern is i don't i don't because we've they've never seen them actually in action yeah so i think they are kind of like are these people competent like they <laughs> they appear to be doing everything on the fly like they really also, don't look they're like also they're making doing a lot of money and you know a success of running a ostensibly successful yeah author. but i think it's that thing of like yeah you but you do little league yeah you do little you make money doing little league stuff where the we handle the big okay. shit like well, you know what i mean like i think it's i think it they they do look down on them for that yeah and and yeah i think they just don't have any faith in them well, yeah. I just think it's a bit much. Um, yeah, I think I think it's fair to be like, come on, give them a chance. Yeah. Like, have they actually done anything to cock anything up? Well, massively? I think, I suppose Richard's TV conference was probably... No, but then, cool. on the other hand, Billy, uh, like, Bobby... It's so confusing, I mean, Billy and Bobby in the same fucking office. Billy, Bobby, but, Annie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Bobby... Billy, Bobby, Annie. Billy, Bobby, Boo. Billy, Bobby, Boo. Billy Bobbity. Billy Bobbity. Bobby, like, you know, <laughs> did, like, really made a big misstep when it came to speaking to the doctor. Yeah. Like, sure. you yeah. know, like, he did go too hard yeah. on him. And it so nobody's was perfect. not helpful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, well, anyway, he stormed off going all crazy. And then... The next scene is Annie kind of running after him to cat and, and Billy's like behind her. Yes. Um, and he goes into the Bobby goes into the lift and Annie kind of jumps to stop the lift and is like, Hey, I said hey. And she says, You make crazy sound like it's worse than deceitful. And Bobby was like, If I was deceitful, then I wouldn't have told you. Yeah, <laughs> like, I wouldn't have come here and told and you. And Billy's like, You only told us because of the client would have. But he's like right in yeah. like in Bobby's face. I know. Like, and well, this is the next thing that Bobby's like, get out of my face and Billy's like I'm in your face and Ali's like so am I I'm just shorter but it's really it's really like and I have to you know hats off to Gil Bellows like yeah. because I'm like considering how much we hate on Billy yeah. and that's <laughs> quite a lot <laughs> um like I actually the performance of this mm. scene actually made me feel like quite sad for Billy because yeah. Billy like when he's like when he says I'm in your face to Bobby like there's just this sad look in his yeah. eyes like he's, he's so like, my sad. dream case is like yeah, slipping through exactly. my fingers he's so yeah. sad because he's been so like pumped to be on this like big murder case yeah. like I'm a proper lawyer now like yeah. I've done a homicide yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and now it's like being solely ripped away from him yeah. and he's just like please don't take my case and I just think it was it did 
actually make me feel sorry for Billy. Yeah, which but, is but on the other hand, I'm a like, strange feeling. <laughs> on the other hand, and I did write this as a note a bit later, but it's relevant here as well. I'm kind of like Billy. If that's the sort of case you want to be doing, then fucking leave and do him and make us all happy. Well, like, that's that's the other thing, isn't it? It's like if you were, if this was a real dream of yours, why are you why hanging you around Cage yeah, and Fish? Exactly. Like you need to be off doing another thing. We'd all be much happier if you were not here. <laughs> like go and work with Bobby. I'm fine with that. Like, but maybe it's a thing of he. Maybe he does eventually want to go and do that, but he feels like he needs experience of it. First. He's not going to get that occasion fish. No, but this is his opportunity to get that experience, right? And it's slipping away. Well, anyway, Bobby's like, look, you people run a nice, friendly firm here. There's lots of bright colours, you know. Yeah, very patronising. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but if she goes down for first degree, it's not going to matter not, to her no. at, at all if her lawyers were all able to hold hands. And it, yeah, but Billy does. It does matter. Goes. It does matter that her lawyers are t- work, work together. together. And B- Bobby's like, well, I'm prepared to do that. And Billy's like, well, then do it. Like, either we're a team or we're not. And he storms off, and the lift. Door start to close, close and they catch Ali yeah. in that Bingo. thing and knock, knock her to the ground <laughs> yes. and then she stands up she gets like, annoyed, goes it's the shoes, takes off one throws it, Richard catches it with one hand and sniffs without it. even looking like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. so shoe throwing show throwing yeah. uh, shoe, shoe sniff, what did I say? show throwing <laughs> Yeah, so she throws, show throwing, shoe throwing, bingo. Yeah, um, sniffs it, um, and yeah, and, and Bobby's, then Bobby's just, just shaking disgusted. his head, yeah. like, oh my god, get me out of this circus. Exactly. Yeah. So then we're in a new scene, and we're in Ali and Renee's apartment the next day, and they're getting ready for work, and Renee's talking about Bobby and saying um, there's nothing sleazier than a lawyer who's a stickler for ethics. <laughs> so Ali's like, so do you think he should have gone behind our backs? And the doorbell rings as she's saying that and Renee's going to get it but at the same time saying, well if he told you first and was afraid you were going to run off to tell the client and then she doesn't get to finish that sentence because she opens the door and Renee immediately recognises the DA. There's a DA and some police there because yeah. obviously she works with the law. Mm. Um, and she's like, what's going on? And the, the guy, the DA like I'm sorry it's it, not my this fault this isn't my fault yeah um, and the, the police uh, well basically they've got to book her on assault apparently yeah um, because she's a trained kickboxer and she broke the guy's neck and Renee's like only a little <laughs> yeah but then he goes but he's a respected attorney and I'm like why is that relevant yeah why the fuck is that relevant and she's like he came at me and like, the DA's like look I'm not arguing the rights and wrongs like I don't want to do this but politically we if we don't file and Renee's like so you're taking me in and he's like I'm gonna arraign in chambers um but we've got to go but we don't need any cuffs like he like stands the police yeah, down yeah. saying this is let's make this as dignified as we yeah exactly can. um so and then Renee goes and Ali just looks like I don't know she looks sort of annoyed like what have you got yourself into this time Renee and I'm like this is not Renee's fault no no <laughs> okay so next scene we're in the office uh, watching on uh, Richard on TV again, again like John, yeah. Richard, Billy and Georgia and basically Richard's on TV going what's next? Straight hairdressers? <laughs> decorators? Once you start giving quid pro what's this? Quid, quid pro, pro deus ex affirmative heterosexual action. action it won't stop it's enough that they run the Republican party <laughs> and at that point Billy just switches it off and he's like a potential jury out there heard that all excited and Billy's like you think that's funny what the hell is wrong with you Billy I have had it this firm is a joke 
We do stupid cases, we look like clowns, we get a big case, and look how we act. Allie faints at the crime scene and calls our client a killer. You go on TV and say it's the wifely thing to pick up a hatchet. And you, you keep blurting out Poughkeepsie and flushing toilets by remote. We're a joke, and I'm embarrassed to be here. And then he goes to the door, turns around and goes, I'm embarrassed! <laughs> She's like, honey, what was that about? You know, and Billy's like, you know, basically pouring his heart out, being like, you know, this was this case was a chance for us to play on another level, a level I want to play on and I can play on. And George was like, well, nobody's doubting that. And Billy's like, well, we all doubt it. We're literally we practice hit and run law. Our expertise is squeezing out retainers before clients can find somebody more competent. And George is like, surely you do, like that's a bit harsh. Yeah, you don't really yeah. believe that. And Billy's like, we shouldn't have to run outside for help. Georgia makes the point that you know, although they act like it a lot of the, they don't act like it all the time. They are still young, like they yeah. still they don't have a lot of experience. So then. Um, Billy says, well, Bobby isn't that much older than us. <laughs> and George is like, he's got five years more experience. Like, that is quite a lot, you know. And Billy is then like, didn't you see them laughing at us? Couldn't you see that? And I think he's just, like, got this massive complex now about, oh, completely. like, being, like... Like I think he's had I think he's had a ridiculed. taste. I think he's had a taste of like the serious stuff, and it's like I want to be. I want to play in. That. I want to be that. Yeah. And and. But my point is, go do it. Exactly. Go fucking exactly. do it. Stop yeah. bitching and moaning about what Cajun fish are. They are that way because they want to be that way. That's where they want to be practicing. That's where law. they want to sit. Yeah. Fine. You don't have to do that. No. And if but then and be you mad very, at them. Yeah. And you very clearly. I think I think the way Billy sees it right now is like, well, if you could just act like a normal, if you could just pull yourself together. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, but you like this, like last episode, like yeah. you don't have any problem with. Do you know this. what this reminds me of? <laughs> <laughs> so our dad listens to this podcast, so this is quite funny because it's a story about him. But do you remember when we went on holiday to Wales when I was like fourteen or something and you were twelve and. Like midway, it was a two-week holiday in Wales. Like, why you choose to do that, I don't know. But um, in a caravan, <gasps> oh and midway God. through the holiday, Dad just decided in his head that he was like hugely embarrassed by how loud and obnoxious and like loud we all were as a family, and just refused to talk to us for forty-eight he just hours. Said, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> can't I just be normal for five seconds. <laughs> he just left the caravan like Billy left the office. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. But then he just didn't speak to any of us, including mum, for like 48 hours. But then, when he decided to like get over it, he was just like, so, fish and chips for dinner? And we were like, oh, so you're talking to now. Because what you're forgetting is, he does actually like being a Cajun fish. Dad does actually like us as a family. It's just that all of a sudden, he was suddenly like, but I always imagined that I'd have this like, Victorian, like, quiet family that children were seen and not heard and look at these monsters <laughs> <laughs> what have I done and then he was like god 
got over it and was like, actually, they're not so bad. But that's the thing like for Billy. Like, he had this image in his head of what his law career was going to be. And he suddenly was like, hang on a minute. This isn't what I expected. And then he suddenly, and I imagine that Billy will eventually be like, actually, I do prefer Actually it. like, like being There's here. a reason yeah. why I'm here, you know. But yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Such a funny story. <laughs> so yeah, that's funny. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so next scene, we're at the judges' chambers with for Renee. So the DA and Ali. Uh, well, the DA is there, like arguing, well, discussing it with the judge, and Ali is kind of sat to the side on the sofa, even though yeah. she's supposedly representing I know, Renee. It's so really weird. It is weird. Um, it's but, like she doesn't want to be there. Yeah, like she's really kind of like. If I have uh, to, like, I'm forced into this room. I'll clean up this mess just for God's sake. Sit in the back. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the judges are saying that you. Um, the judge says, "So you want a probable co- probable cause hearing?" And Renee goes, "I had probable cause to break, break his, his head." head. <laughs> and the judge's like, "I assume that's not on record." He's like, "I assume you don't want that on the record." Yeah. Um, and the DA's like, "No, we don't want probable cause." Um, probable cause of the formality it'll just drag it out and Renee's like well unless I win um, and the judge is like well do you want an outside opinion on that because um, you're a kickbox service broken vertebrae this will survive probable cause and Ali's like well plead not guilty no bail immediate trial one witness we can get through this fast and Renee's like joke like this, like, is this a joke. entire thing yeah. is a joke and Ali like kicks her and the judge looks at Ali like and then she smiles, yeah. Um, I mean, it is a joke, but whatever. Oh, yeah. um, then we're back in the conference room mm-hmm. and the doctor is there and Bobby, Richard, uh, Billy, John and Georgia are all in the room. And I'm like, Where's, why is Georgia there? This wasn't her case. And yeah. where, why, I guess because Ali's been Ali... called away to Renee's thing. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Georgia's been Georgia's pulled in. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so, the, the, so the, the psychiatrist is giving more detail on this whole Lizzie Borden thing. Yeah, so he goes, um, she kept saying over and over, he killed my pigeons. Um, and the, the doctor had to look it up. And uh, it turns out yes. Lizzie accused Lizzie Borden accused her dad of beheading her pigeons. Like her, she had pet pigeons. Yes. And there's an obscure theory, though it's not really that obscure, <laughs> that this is why she killed him. Yeah. And uh, Bobby's like, she said this under hypnosis and he's like yeah and also so it transpires that she's come up with lots of other like deep cut details about this that like the average person probably wouldn't know so he was like also um, she said he chops off dead feet and he had to even go and contact the Lizzie Borden Historical Society in Fall River because yeah. and, and they didn't even know the meaning of that but then they did some research and they called back three days later and they were all excited um, because evidently Mr Borden at one point worked as an undertaker and he chopped the feet off to fit the corpses into like small undersized coffins and he was yeah. like I'm telling you Marie Hansen knew all of this stuff and Bobby goes well is there any chance she was just faking it to set yeah. up this defence um, and the psychiatrist is like, well, I think I know because faking hypnosis is it's not hard. easy. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Billy says, plus, why would you choose Lizzie Borden? It's you know, that's too preposterous. Too preposterous. Yeah. And John, um, says, and also, and goes, ah, da, da, da. yeah, he says, don't forget Lizzie Borden was deemed innocent. And Richard was like, oh, she did it. The jury took pity on an orphan. <laughs> it's 
Why? And Bobby like just looks at Richard like, right. But anyway, the psychiatrist is like, whoa, whoa but, but wait, before you all get too carried away with this, I'm only prepared to take the stand to talk about the seizures and the temporal lobe disorders and the blackouts. Please don't make me talk about the other things because all I have is my reputation. If I get up and testify about past life, if I say I think my patient may have been Lizzie Borden in a prior life, I don't think it will help her, and but it will definitely, definitely ruin me. me. But Billy's like, well, we wouldn't ask you to yeah, say something I think you don't this believe is, in. I think this is a really good point. Billy goes, we wouldn't ask you to say something you don't believe, but if you do believe it, how can you not stand up? Yeah. Like he's, and the psychiatrist is like, I need to think about it. And he gets yeah. it, goes away. And uh, so the doctor leaves and, and then Bobby starts sort of delegating. Business mode. Yeah, exactly. This is what we pay these guys for. Yeah. Um, so he's like, okay, let's split things up. Like past lives, we need to line up some experts to see if that's viable. What do you think, Billy? And Billy's like, well, I think we need mock jurors. Um, so basically he's like, Billy's now like they're working much better together like yes. he's asking Billy his opinion Billy's making some good suggestions Bobby's yes. taking them on board and he's like okay well you handle the mock juries Billy um Eugene can handle the investigation I'll handle the witnesses and Billy also says well we should get our own forensic guys because to make sure we're not surprised and he was like well we've all got a lot of work to do let's yeah team. So they're, Avengers assemble yeah they they they've assembled and they're now working well together yes yeah so then, um, as you alluded to earlier, Ali is watching another, another murder black movie. And, white film, yeah. and surprise, surprise, at the crucial moment of whatever Someone is being happening, stabbed to death. Bobby comes in and says, Ali. Um, and Ali, like, is like, Has gets exactly up. Like, the same goes, reaction. <gasps> like that. Yeah. And then she's like, Damn it. Damn it. Why does everybody come in here and say, Ali? And don't say because it's my name. I know it's my name. I don't need to retain outside counsel to remind me of my name. I know my name. And then Bobby's like, um, the doctor might be, <laughs> might be anyway. our key to defence. And we agreed you're the best one to handhold him, assuming he doesn't say your name. <laughs> so, so, so this is my point. So Bobby, it, this, these scenes like back to back read as though Bobby has come straight out of that meeting delegating and gone into Ali's office to tell her the news of what they've agreed. Yes. So I'm like, so it turns out Ali wasn't not wasn't no, she in that was watching a fucking film because she was sorting out <laughs> Renee she was watching a fucking movie in her office and I'm like does she just not go to meetings now because she'd rather be like at her therapist working out or watching movies like <laughs> what the hell um so yeah that was what I realised <sighs> but anyway like basically Ali and Bobby get into this discussion where yeah. they're effectively kind of talking about how they approach being a lawyer. Yeah, she um, takes the opportunity to like dig into this a little bit. And yeah. She's like, you know, you think we're all crazy, basically, from Mars. And then Bobby says, well, I never said which planet. It's <laughs> like, I know this is a good place, but yes, you people. And Ali's like, different firms have different ways. And he's like, well, what's your way? And she goes, well, at the end of the day, we all go downstairs and we dance. And, and he was like, oh, is that office policy? And she's like, well, yeah. yeah. And she's like, our long-term policy would be 
um, to bounce our kids on our knees with them looking into our eyes without seeing anything hard or jaded. And Bobby's like, and you think that's what I am? Yeah. And she says, well, do you ever have any fun? And he's like, well, is that what this film's all about? Just like fun. fun. Yeah. And she's like, well, no, our, our, what this film is about, the philosophy is there's more to life than being a lawyer. And I don't mean golf. And he's like, well, you can't make a circle without making the ends meet though. And she's like, well, that sounds even better. What, what does that even mean? I don't I understand don't what that means. Anyway, and then um, she says, "Do you, do you ever, ever want, want kids? kids?" It's just a question. I'm not volunteering to carry them to town. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Bobby says like someday, and she says, "Well, for the sake of their innocence, you might want to cling to your own or what's left of it." Which I'm like, that's quite judgy. Like you don't yeah, know. Yeah, and also I'm kind of like, so what are you saying? Like, like if you're hard nosed, you've had a hard life you can't possibly be entrusted with the welfare Children. of a child. Like, yeah, like, and, like, what people with hard jobs can't be good parents. Yeah, like, or like, vice versa. You'll scare your children if you look to... If yeah. you have too much of a hard job. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't... I'm not quite sure what it is she thinks parenting is yeah like I just yeah I found really that an odd, odd. Yeah, yeah yeah odd very odd yeah so then we are in Ali and Renee's apartment and Ali is putting some tra- trainers on she's in jeans so she's clearly yeah. like off duty and Renee's like pacing she's very upset yeah she's angry and pacing the flat she's like I'm tempted to plead guilty and just go to jail because things might make more sense in there um and because she's saying you know that guy was out of line and Ali's like I'm not saying that he wasn't and then Renee's uh, like well, why do you keep like going she, Renee do you like the sound of it does it sound like one of those food items one of your uh client game game waiters waiters would, would recommend. recommend and um Ali's like Renee and she's it's like, like what, what? And she's says and Ali says the guy was wrong for what he did oh well done well done but if you don't take some of the responsibility there's something wrong there too and I was like no no Renee does not have to take any responsibility for what this guy did to her what what would she be taking responsibility for being sexy she was defending herself exactly and then Renee makes a good point where she's like thank you I am always here for you and your problems which go on and on and on and on but when I need a little support Support. and then Ali butts in and says but you also tell me where to go when you think I need to hear it that's what I'm doing now and I'm like it is not appropriate now no, now is not the not. time for that no, now- and it's never appropriate to, to victim blame someone who has defended themselves from a sexual assault. I mean, I've just got like, no, 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 all over this conversation. So Renee goes and says she's going to go to her room, and Ali's like, you hurt him, you're a kickboxer, you broke a bone in his neck, and Renee just looks pissed off because she's like, and? And she's like, he's a creep, it was stupid that you got arrested, but if you don't look backwards a little and ask yourself how this happened... And then Renee just starts taking a moment because she's like, yeah. what the fuck is this I, noise? I'm getting this like, from my so-called best yeah. friend. Yeah. And then she's like, Ali continues and says, I've talked to the biscuit, he'll represent you, this will go away, we'll get through it. And Renee's like, I didn't mean to really hurt him. And Ali's like, I know, and it's okay for you to say that. You don't have to walk around with this, I meant to kick his head in bravado. And like, come on, let's go and get something to eat. And Renee's like, I'm not that hungry. And then she says, I am. Let's go grab a bite. 
and maybe a twin. And then she like gives Renee her coat and then goes to like fake punch her. Like, yeah, like, and I was, like making a joke out of it. Kickboxing style. And I'm like, she has just handled this all wrong uh, as a friend. Like all wrong. I think she's trying to do what she thinks is best for Renee, but her logic is so twisted. I think this is very much 90s logic. So I think, 90s. I think this... I think she's so trying to horrible. be like, don't worry, it'll go away, we'll sort it out. But at the same time, she's like, oh God, you're just going to keep getting yourself into these situations if you yeah. don't X, Y, Z. And again, that's like internalised misogyny. Yeah, because it's that thing of like, Renee, like the reason this has happened to you and not me is because I would never do the things that you do. I would never I, like be so overt with my sexuality. Yeah, and I would never invite a guy up I barely knew, like wait for the third date already like you know what I mean it was just like right you 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 are trying to tell yourself that you are safe from this stuff because you play by some kind of rule that that makes you uh protected, protected. From the bad yeah guys. yeah exactly like you would never get yourself into this because you would never make those kinds of decisions and it's just like so untrue so it's, it's unbelievable how untrue yeah. that logic is but it's what a lot of women still grew up believe. yeah grew still up believe. believing this is what they're told that if you know that women who who get assaulted they brought it on themselves somehow yeah. so you just don't do what they do and, and you'll, you'll be, be safe okay. yeah. the fact that this can happen anywhere by anyone to you and it is usually someone you know and yeah. it is usually someone you trusted it just like it's, good luck with yeah, that exactly exactly because <laughs> yeah it just it's so and i just feel so sorry for renee i feel so i feel like she must feel so alone and like it's probably some of what i saying is sinking in and she's like oh shit what have i done yeah like and I'm just like, I just want to grab her and be like, no, no, no don't you're in women. Your instinct is correct. Yeah. Like you, you And don't didn't... let this squash who you are, because yeah. who you are is wonderful yeah. and this guy was a dick and Ali's an idiot. Yeah. So yeah. I hope mm. she has another friend somewhere that's saying those things. I know. But I doubt it somehow. Exactly. It's what's upsets me. So then we are in a new scene, we're at the bar, Vonda is singing Someone You Use by someone called Nora Nor. Oh, love it. Love it's, a good, it's a good yeah. song. And uh, Billy and Georgia are dancing and uh, Georgia's like ribbing, gently yeah. teasing. Yeah, like, ooh, like ooh. big criminal defence lawyer now. And George, <laughs> Billy's like, I just want to know what it feels like. <laughs> like she's like, well, I hope you like it. And I was like, <laughs> Uh, but then uh, Billy says, well, thank you for reminding me. And then Georgia says, about what? And then Billy goes, yeah. And I was like, what, what? the hell <laughs> is that about? Is he referring to the fact know. that he is big in some way and uh, then oh god yeah. no oh well no. despite what he was saying i was i just was like ooh question mark like, <laughs> what is he talking about there i don't know what else he could be thinking about oh, anyway god. i did not enjoy that 
Um, so uh, then, uh, yeah, then we move on to John and Richard. They're at the bar and they're kind of just looking a bit glum. Well, John certainly is looking a bit glum mm. because he's like reflecting on this kind of teasing that Billy's been doing. <laughs> Billy he's like, uh, are we a joke to the outside world? And then Richard goes, the outside world doesn't get the joke. Fishism. fishism. And I actually quite like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think like, that's probably the first fishism I've had no problems with. Because I'm like, screw the outside world. You yeah. be you, boo. Yeah, yeah. Boo boo. <laughs> um, um, so, and then, and, but then, Richard, always with the one step forwards, two step back, goes, now a real question. Do you think the twins ever get lucky? And they look over and the twins are dancing with Annie and Renee. Yeah. And John goes, not that lucky. And I'm like, how do you guys know? No, for God's sake, I mean, you guys are hardly like James Dean yourself, do you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, Elaine comes skipping up at this point and says, who has the honours, like, for dancing with her? Yeah. And then Richard goes, John, and they do this rock, paper, scissors. And, and John wins. I think Elaine, either she's telling a blind eye to it, or she genuinely believes that it's Oblivious. who wins yeah. gets her, and yeah. actually it's who loses, because yeah. Richard loses, and that means he has to dance with Elaine. Yeah, and then John says, "Well, I'm gonna saunter up to an Iket," and Richard goes, "Excellent!" And, and like then, yeah. Elaine like clings to Richard's arm like really cutely, like a fifties like <laughs> yeah. teenage girl. Um, but then, um, so they're all ending up like on the dance floor somewhat, and at that point, Vonda's singing, and we get this like montage of the bar at the end of the episode where Bobby comes in. He mm. sees Ali dancing with the twins. Um, and he kind of smiles, um, and they kind of catch each other's eye a little bit. Then he, we see... Oh, I didn't think that she noticed him. I thought they had a brief, like, eye flirt. But then why would you just be like, come into a bar, eye flirt, walk away? Well, we, don't what, well, we don't know what happens, because they uh, don't... Yeah, no, that's fair away. enough, yeah. Like, yeah, he might yeah. stay after he that. He might do, yeah. So what, and then we see Elaine dancing with Richard, um, and then a, a clip of Ali and Renee dancing, Billy and George are dancing, and John, John by John the is just, like, swaying in front of the eye cats, like, la, 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 and there, uh, which was funny. And then Ali, um, yeah, they look again at each other, well, Bobby and Ali, and they kind of smile, and, and then the episode ends. So who knows whether Bobby stayed and danced with the twin? Maybe, yeah, I don't know. And danced with the twin. <laughs> Um, so the interesting thing about this episode is we never got a resolution to the um, murder Lizzie case. Gordon, yeah. And that is because the storyline continued in that crossover episode of The Practice that we talked about. Yes. Um, so what we're going to do is, for a very special bonus episode, which yes. we will get in a week's time, we're now going to go and watch... The, the practice, practice episode yeah. we managed to get hold of it and um, do a special bonus episode it won't be as in-depth as this because it is a bonus episode but yeah. we're basically gonna we neither of us have ever seen the practice before no we ne and we've never seen what happens with and, and the I have no idea what happens no in yeah. the storyline so I'm really interested now yeah. to be like huh and to also see like which of the Animate Bill characters end up in the practice in the practice how they're presented how it works with yeah. the more dramatic tone tone that yeah. we believe the practice has yeah um because, I mean, I don't know about you, Eleanor, but I feel like this episode was a bit up and down in terms of I'm not sure how successful it was in terms of wanting to entice people to go and watch the practice. Well, I think a big mistake was, like, 
only introducing one character by name, even though you've got Eugene in there. They do say they, Eugene's they, name yeah, very at the end. Right at the end. When they're dishing out tasks. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, it's so far away. Yeah. Like, you'd be almost like, I think at the time when I watched it, I was like, who's Eugene? Like, no <laughs> fucking clue who that is. Yeah. Like, I just think... It was almost like they assumed that you'd know who they were, but if the point of it was to cross-pollinate audiences, then that doesn't That doesn't true. work. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I just think it was a very, very clunky. Yeah. Uh, certainly in this episode. And I cross, don't think... And I wonder how clunky or not it's going to be in the practice. Yeah, and I don't think their choice to, like, dial up the kook on Annie McBeal on this episode... I'm not sure how successful that was either because I'm yeah. like it was all just a bit as you say like and with Cage of Fish bingo yeah. and I'm like it actually would have been fine with like half the amount of yes. kook yeah. like that was I good wonder, enough kook I, w- I mean it's it's one of those things because we're not we've not seen the practice whether they ramped up the drama yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, I think we'll find it hard to judge that exactly exactly but we will talk about how successful we think it was as a as a two-parter yes, um, yes. that bonus episode plus so. I am like I'm really into like this is my favourite case that they've done so far, the the Maria yeah. Marie Hunt Hansen. Marie Hansen case. Yeah. Like I it's my favourite one they've done, like, you know, so Because you're like true crime. Quick. I am, I am. I'm just but like But you know what blows my mind what? is that I it's only from doing this podcast from this rewatch that I've realised that we never actually found out like the end of the case no I know like, I didn't even notice that because the, the next episode they've moved on entirely yeah and they never mention it again and I'm just like how did I not realise that as an audience member that I was like hang on a minute what happened yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah did she do it like, yeah. Uh, yeah 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 or did she was it all fake was yeah. she making it up like so are we ever gonna know I'm really excited to find that yeah. out yeah yeah sort of uh, a murder potentially done in a trance Hmm. by a killer who believes you himself really like, to have been Lizzie Borden in a past life I'm just really, like yes please you really like the um, <laughs> the Lizzie Borden story don't you yeah, oh yeah well it's one of the um, first sort of true crime stories I came across really like at secondary school yeah because um, we were doing a play like a fictionalised play around sort of around the Lizzie Borden like, story, story in yeah. drama and that's the first time I ever heard of it and yeah. I just thought it was fascinating really yeah. interesting yeah um so yeah I think it's the first crime I was like actively fascinated by in so, that yeah. regard so, so look out for that episode coming soon yes but in the meantime let's wrap this one up retrial uh, yeah. So this week we obviously can't talk about Marie Hansen because we never got to the End trial. Of it, yeah. well, we didn't start the trial. The trial no, never started. No, no, no. So um, we're going to have to go with the um, that waiter who we never actually met. But we um, never get his name. I don't. think. No, but versus the the restaurant. So Mr King, I think. Do they mention? Yeah, I think yeah. he's the owner of the restaurant who fired the waiter for being straight. Yes. Yes. So and that was who Cajun Fish were representing. Yes. So what do you think? <sighs> How, how do you cut through Richard's ridiculousness? Ridiculousness, yeah. So I don't think you should be able to be fired if you've done nothing wrong. Because the idea that gay men are the only people that could possibly do this job well is just silly. Well, and unless, unless you can actually prove that he's unable to do the job and that your business is suffering because of it, yeah. like, then you shouldn't be able to fire him. Yeah. 
in my opinion. Well, me too. I'm like, fundamentally, being gay is, is not a function of being a French waiter. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just isn't. Yeah, like, French, what are you saying? Like, literally all the waiters in France are gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't be so ridiculous. But I have to say, I was really uncomfortable with the tact that using discrimination laws to argue this is uncomfortable because, like, they're there to protect the less powerful people in society, including yeah. straight people are yeah. the most powerful and when yeah. it comes to sexual identity I think being like but there's no uh, law to protect straight people I'm just like well for a reason yeah 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 I mean the bit where like you know the the opposing counsel was like I as a straight person I find it reprehensible that we can't be as cultured as gay at like you know, this kind like, of it was be. like yeah just like it was just so like um oh how dare you stereotype me for being a straight man like <laughs> just like oh boo hoo like, <laughs> uh, so you have taken your own medicine and it is bitter <laughs> yeah exactly so I think that's pretty clear cut. Yeah. Verdict of the week. The jury's back. Um, yeah, so I know this storyline isn't over and I've got a really horrible feeling that I'm going to be giving a similar verdict next week. Okay. Or next episode. But I've got to find Ali guilty. Okay. Like, I've got, she is just a terrible best friend to Renee in this episode. Yeah, and just turning around to her and being like, yeah, he was wrong, but he's a man. Yeah. Um, so what did you expect? Yeah. You kind of brought this on yourself. Yeah. Like, that's so fucking awful. And I just... So damaging as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's an it's another trauma on yeah. top of a trauma. Like, it's a, it, it's horrible. And I just... And, and yeah, and Renee is absolutely right. Like, she is there every time Ali has any kind of... Like, she is there every time... For Ali and yeah. her petty bullshit. Yeah. And like the one time Renee has an actual problem. Yeah, it's like way bigger than any of any Ali's of shit. Ali's crap. Yeah. Ali is just despicably unempathetic. Yeah. Completely just victim blaming any by anyone. Is, the worst is, thing is, is she thinks she's being helpful. She thinks she is being empathetic. Yeah, like she's like, I'm gonna help you prevent this from happening again yeah. by pointing out that you brought it on yourself. Yeah. Like, it's just like, but victim blame, blaming by anyone is fucking horrible and, and unfair, but by the person that's supposed to be your best friend yeah. is just fucking unforgivable. Yeah. And I just, I just wish Renee, I, I just, she should have just packed up and left that night. I'm just like, I can't be in the same. I, yeah. I just, you. Like, you're, you're my roommate, you're my best friend, and that's the first fucking thing you say to me after this. Yeah. Like, you are not a good friend. No. Goodbye. Yeah. I just, it, it really... Ugh. So I nearly did that. Um, I also uh, nearly gave it to Georgia for sticking up for her principles and calling Richard out. But in the end, I was like, I've got to give Renee a not guilty because nobody yeah. else seems to be saying this. No, exactly. So I'm like, yeah. I'm giving her a big fat not, not guilty. guilty. Yeah. Because I am not having this. Like, no. she did nothing wrong. Yeah, she did Absolutely didn't. nothing wrong. No. That is that. Yeah, I think. I think. 
I've underlined it three times. <laughs> it's so upsetting because it, it is that thing of like, it reminds me a little bit of last episode where like sh the, the, the woman Cheryl, was it Benson? Yeah. Something like that. I don't that. think we got her surname. Cheryl. Cheryl, the woman who was... Had her feet tickled had by... Had her feet tickled by um, Mark, Mark Henderson. Henderson. Henderson, yeah. Like, um, it just feels like the world is like... Against gaslighting you, you yeah. and being like mm. and the worst thing is is you then start to believe that narrative yourself and yeah. you're like hang on a minute what did I maybe I shouldn't have and you're like no no I just want to grab them both and be like no 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 no, no. you don't have to apologise for anything and you certainly yeah yeah and it just upsets me because it must be it must have happened and still be happening to thousands of women every day yeah all over the world um and you know it still happens and that yeah. makes me really sad yeah yeah because it it's it's hard to live in in the world where that is your that is what you're being told when yeah. you've done nothing wrong yeah i just ugh, ugh. yeah so Upset. Same. Let's go off and watch the practice now and like yeah. that'll cheer us up. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Lizzie Borden murder. Great. Woohoo. Yeah, so what did you think? Um please let us know. We are on Twitter at Bygones Podcast. Uh search us on Facebook, Bygones Podcast, or on Instagram at Bygones Pod. Or you can email us with all your thoughts and ramblings about uh, you know, Lizzie Borden, Renee, <laughs> the practice. Like I'd love to know all of your thoughts. Um, I wonder if anyone watched the practice at the same time they watched Daddy McBeal, like state in the states and i'm sure they did like yeah but who are listening to us <laughs> yeah oh i see yeah let us know uh email us bygonespodcast at gmail.com as well yeah but yeah so watch out for that bonus episode it should be with you in a week uh if we can if get we our can, shit together <laughs> we will try to get all of our shit there's a lot of it but we'll get it and we'll get it together and it'll be great <laughs> yeah we can get it together baby <laughs> Um, yeah, and so uh, yeah, until then, uh, bye, bye guys.